Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Hobbit whom we all admire with his long wooden pipe, fuzzy woolly toes. He lives in a hobbit hole and everybody knows him. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, he's only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins, the bravest little hobbit of them all. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic Con 2015. And beyond, we have a full house today. We actually have all three nerds here. Holy if shit. you don't know who I am, I am the most excellent host, Ryan. To my left is Brad. He doesn't say anything. In front of me is James. Hi. James, you look like really Eddie Bauerish today, doesn't he? I li- Literally, this sweat- sweater is Eddie Bauer. Is it really? You motherfucker. Yeah. It is Eddie you Bauer. You see it right you there. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Eddie signature Bauer. on his chest. Nice. Oh, my God. Brad, how was your week? Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, Gearing up for your Galaxy Fest debut? It's tomorrow morning. Yep. What time does that start? Uh, it's at 4.30, but I'm heading down there early just in case of snow and yeah. traffic jams. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of like the last time it's going to screen publicly I'm sure you'll find town it somewhere here. else, huh? Oh, dude, mm. it's gonna, it'll float for a while. Well, it's going to go on the internet next, so. Cool. Um, so people will get to see it. I mean, that, yeah. like, like listeners who aren't in Denver. Exactly. What yeah. you need to do is you need to you know, post it on movie sites and stuff and say, hey, this is oh, what yeah. I made. Oh, yeah. You should get it on Funny or Die since they're the people <laughs> who originally were like, hey, go do this thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're I can, on Funny or Die. I can say since this won't air until like a few days from now, it's already on Funny or Die. You oh, can watch it? it right now. So. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, Man. But yeah. Yeah, after that, it's, that's, that's it. I, mean, should go, I should go funny it. Or maybe not. We'll have to see when we get to what we've been watching. <laughs> oh. I put the uh, Real Nerds Pod show on Funny or Die, and uh, I'm happy to say no one's died it yet. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. So that's good. I, I did, no I did. one's watched it. No, yeah. I, I made some funnies. Like, I, I watched yeah. them and click on funny. There's about seven views of each yeah. So right now. Oh, man, people should go find it. Yeah. Just search Real Nerds Pod show on Funny or Die, and make yeah. sure you say it's funny. Don't kill it, guys. Yeah, yeah, come if you come say on, die, I'll fucker. fuck you up. <laughs> yeah, find you. We'll find you and end you. What we do every week on Real Nerds Podcast is we go see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week we saw Focus. Brad Didn't. went against the grain. <laughs> I actually uh, wish I didn't know it was playing at the Mayan. Brad saw What We Do in the Shadows, which I kind of really want to see. Yeah, I was driving home from work yesterday and I looked over at the marquee and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. what I'm seeing this week. Cool. Because, you know, the Mayan is one of those theaters where they don't put what's playing on Friday until, like, the day before. Yeah. You know? I mean, I get emails on Thursday about stuff, but I just didn't look at it this week. Yeah, so the day before would be Thursday. Okay. It's almost like he doesn't know what day is. <laughs> Today's Friday, right? God damn it. it no. It is Saturday. It is... What? No! It, it is beautiful here in Colorado. It is. Lots of snow. Yeah. 
It's one of those one of those wonderful winter days where like it looks pretty, but it's hot. How was your week off, James? Uh, from the show, it was it was good. I was in California. I went to Anaheim. Oh, I thought you were in uh, Oklahoma again. Uh, I was in Oklahoma this week as well. Yes, yeah. um, but last week I missed the show because I was in Anaheim. Did you go to Disneyland? Um, I uh, no. We ended up because of the snow. You we ended up coming back bitch. a day early, but we spent like two of the evenings. We had dinner at, at like Downtown Disney, mm-hmm. which is like the sort of restaurant yeah, shopping cool. area right outside. Yeah, no, it was. Um, I get to I get Did to, you go to Legoland. Um, they have like a huge Lego thing there, don't I, they? I didn't get to spend much time inside, um, but I did like hang out outside and get my picture taken with the giant like Buzz Lightyear and Woody statues. Sweet. And like, oh, dude, they're they're just amazing. Like, it's really cool. Very um, cool. Yeah, but it was it was neat. I I it, I wish I had been there long enough to go to Disneyland. How many days a week do you travel, James? Like three. Yeah. Um, for that one, I was it was a conference, so it was like five days. So we were there. Do you travel every week? Like, Wednesday. Right now, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, he takes it for granted. Like I haven't been out of the state in like <laughs> two or three years, and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Make sure you rack up no. those freaking flyer miles, and then we go on vacation. You don't have to pay. I think it's, I think it's a much different thing, but to like three days out of the week be flying to Oklahoma. Um, yeah, that's like sucks. it's not it's not the same. <laughs> mm. It is a taxing and rough thing. It's to still do. appealing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At a, at a certain I never point, heard you, Oklahoma's appealing. I mean, even the Indians didn't want to go no, there. Just Oklahoma, a change of scenery in general. <laughs> Oklahoma City's really cool. Uh, hey, that joke's from like 1832, guys. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> the Indians did want to be there. We just wanted them to go away. Um, and they're still there making a lot of money. Yeah, they should. Um, no, it's not even... That, like, Oklahoma City's actually really nice. Uh, it's really just the, the amount of time that you're away from home and like like how tough it is to like do laundry and shit like that because you... You know, you get home, and honestly, all you want to do is l- like lay in your own bed um, and actually relax. You know, when so, I used to travel for work, but it's good, and I was, I'd be gone for eight straight days. By the fourth day, it's like fuck, I got four more days of this. Oh god, yeah. I bought a Vita just for, like so that that way I could lay in bed and like play some video games and listen to podcasts and, and entertain myself a little bit. So nice, yeah. I've uh, I, I've been playing Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, it's good. It's awesome. I, yeah. I also got Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh yeah. Um, that's all right. That seems like not a game you would like. No, it's all right. I, I'm having more fun with Mordor because... Oh, hell yeah. Dude, Stabbing Orcs is always appealing. Yeah, and you just keep on finding like the captains and stuff. It's right. awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, the nemesis system in there is so cool. Yeah. Um, I don't... Brad, if you, do you know about this? So basically, the game is set up so that it'll randomly generate like a, a bunch of orcs in the in the region you're in. And if if you fight and kill... And if you fight and lose against one, that guy will level up and then like have enmity with you and we'll try to find you and like the this the basically it randomly generates all these guys that you you end up having like arch rivalries with randomly generated characters because he you he, as he gets harder he gets harder to beat and then you might die against that character a number of times and then it's like oh man this this motherfucking like you know Ugrok the Rat Slayer like <laughs> has leveled up four times beating me and he's unbeatable now because I can't do any damage against him and like basically the bosses build themselves as they as you lose against them. Uh, it's really cool. So the more you suck at it, the harder the game becomes and you like well, suck no, even more. No, like you'll kill. 80, it's not that hard. So like eighty ninety percent of them, you'll you'll be you'll win the fight. But every now and then we're like they get the jump on you or there's more guys than you thought there were or maybe you, you you were just running along and you were low on health and you come across one and he starts to fight you. Times like that where you lose, then that guy gets harder and 
But um, so if you play the game and purposely just like died it during each battle, you could yes. conceivably make the game unbeatable. Could, yes, you could conceive. Well, not unbeatable, but so or unplayable. Hard. Yeah, because they do. They get trait as they level up. They'll get traits where it's like they can't be sneak attacked or they won't take damage from ranged attacks and stuff like that. Where where really getting the drop on them gets harder and harder until you really ha- you have to beat them in a very specific way. Um, yeah, no, it's really cool. It's a system I want to see in more games. I know. Then you like interrogate the captains and stuff, and you can yeah find weaknesses of the other bad guys. So as they get new traits, you won't. They won't. The game won't tell you what that new trait is. You have to like find some of their henchmen, interrogate their henchmen, and then you'll learn about their about that guy who started off as a henchman, but because he kicked your ass once, now he's like a captain in mm. the orc army. How do you interrogate him? Do you like? put a car battery up to them or no you no, you've got like this sort of magic power where like you beat them up and then you do like a vulcan you know neck pinch thing where you read their brain uh, like a mind meld and then you you like read read their mind and now you know things about them because you've got a, you've got like a like a the spirit of a dead elf inside of you mm. so you have special powers it's Celebrimbor. spoilers huh? um and, uh, yeah, Dragon Age, you know, I thought it'd be fun because, I mean, it's Bioware. I, mean, I like Mass Effect, but yeah. it's not like Mass Effect at It's all. not like Mass Effect. <laughs> it's fun, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I really got it because uh, it was game of the year in a lot of things. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll try it. I got nothing else to do. Yeah. That's all right. Cool. Um, guess what, guys? What? Alamo Draft House has partnered up with the Real Nerds podcast. What? Yeah. So uh, we have a new segment on here for our favorite movie theater we've been kind of the last couple of weeks we've been getting little you know this or that from them but now i'm getting official press emails from them what and so now i'm going to tell you in the next week and a half what you can go see at the alamo draft house and we don't have anything yet to put in front so um screen classics vertigo is playing Dude. march 8th at the alamo draft house awesome uh hopefully this will be up before then i don't know um yeah the craft dinner is the 3rd of March, and it's Blade Runner. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Tough Guy Cinema is Face Off, and that's the 5th in 35mm. Take your face off. <laughs> the Cartoon Serial Party, which is a really cool thing, if you know what the Cartoon Serial Party is, is you have you take your kids, it's... Or just you. Just you, and it's unlimited cereal. Yeah. Um, to get in is free. I don't know how much it is for the unlimited cereal, but uh, <laughs> I'm guessing $10 or whatever. Whatever. Uh, it's Looney Tunes this month, and the first one is the 7th. Cool. Uh, Girly Night is Pride and Prejudice, and that's the 8th. Loins of Fire continues with Message in a Bottle, and that's the 12th. And that's also on 35mm. Remember to bring your card to get it punched so you can get tickets, a free ticket to the new Nicholas Sparks movie. Um, Zangarang is Transformers the Movie, which I believe is the cartoon. Cool. Because it says it's, it's Zangarang is like if 80s, it's, 90s. Yeah, if, um, it's, if it's the movie, then it's the cartoon. Cool. And that's the 14th. Uh, the Action Pack Sing Along. The 14th is totally 80s new wave. There's also a vampire brunch, and that's two for one, Bloody Marys or Bottomless Mimosas. Cool. And that's Vampire Kiss, and that's the 15th. So that's kind of what's happening up at the Alamo um, these next week and a half or so. Uh, Definitely check it out. The cool thing about the Alamo is they always have things going on. I found out too late that Army of Darkness was their last craft brew, Mm -hmm. and it sold out in like a day. Yeah. And... uh, I was especially, really especially when you have a movie like that that will sell out on its own, and yeah. then you do a craft brew, which the craft brews probably sell out on their own as well. Yep. Like, yeah, that that one didn't have a chance. So, uh, but yeah, man, Blade Runner. Yeah, that'd be I, fun. I wonder if we'll talk about Blade Runner later in the show this week. 
Hopefully. We'll see. I mean, I don't know if anything's going on in the Blade Runner universe. Yeah, I don't think anything's happening. Uh, cool. So, yeah, make sure you check out the Alamo. And that's, oh, I should specify, that's the Alamo in Denver. <laughs> um, yeah, right. Yeah. But in our hometown, the Alamo Draft House in Denver. Um, technically Littleton, but did you a see, suburb. Did you see Focus there this week? No. Oh, okay. So this week they did in front of the movie, uh, but not as part of the like 30 minutes of like just fun stuff, but like when the trailers section started, they did like a, a history of Littleton segment. Um, where it, I mean, oh, it, it I was saw like, that. Yeah, it was like pulled straight out of some kind of documentary. I like thought it, it was like in it, like a piece of the documentary from like a Cannibal the Musical because it was an Alfred oh. Packer one that I yes. saw. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no, mine had that in there too. Well, was it all about Packer or yeah. was it? Oh, okay, the one I saw just mentioned him for a second because mm. uh, he lived in some house in. For those thing. listening, Alfred Packer was a man who ate. Part of his allegedly no he ate. <laughs> There's no law in Colorado against eating people. Well, the, th- the thing I watched said that he uh, he was accused of it, and then he uh, this reporter woman got off, and then um, and then she got eaten, and he like was released from jail, and then yeah. like on his deathbed, he's like, I didn't do it. Do you see his pictures though? He's creepy looking. Yeah, it looks like he'd eat somebody. That's what happens when you <laughs> eat people? <laughs> um, yeah, it was neat. It was no, it was, weird. I would tell you it was weird. I went and see. I see him at Belmar because my wife right now is in school on Friday yeah. and Saturdays, so it's hard for me to go see movies with you guys. So I run to Belmar, but in the first showing in the morning at Belmar, it's only five dollars, and oh, there's cool. nobody there. Yeah. So they played a Red Which, Band trailer for Get Hard before it, like at ten in oh, the morning, wow. and it's funny when it's a Red Band trailer. When I saw the original trailer, eh, yeah. it looks all right, but when it was a Red Band, it was pretty funny. That's so, good. Yeah. Cool. It's, and well, the only way to see a movie at Belmar, honestly, is to see it when there's no one else in the theater. Yeah, because that's ten in the morning. That's the problem with the Belmar. Yep. But I want to see it at Alamo. Yeah. Also, there's a Ninja Girls pizza party later in March. Yeah, I've already uh, bought tickets too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was gonna save that for next week because I think it's the end of March. I think it's the 23rd or something. Oh, I can't wait. But it's all you can eat pizza. Yep. So if cool. you hear this, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All you can eat pizza. Is I'm it sure. their pizzas? All you eat, all you can eat? Uh, well, I don't know where else they get them from. I, well, I mean, like is they it... bring in Little Caesars pizzas. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I wonder if it's gonna be like, well, it's always pepperonis or something like that, where well, they just I'm bring sure. you. Dude, I mean, that, would be, that would be good. awesome, too. I'll take yeah. one of each, please. Yeah. yeah. If it were, like, bottomless uh, carnivores, oh, holy shit. Of course, I don't know if it would matter. Like, a carnivore is, is almost more than I could eat. Like, yeah. I've finished a carnivore before, but it's a lot of food. It is. It's so good. So, yeah. I'm going to get the blue cheese one, if you Ooh. go. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I uh, I really can't eat that stuff. I, I'm going into a law enforcement academy, so I've been, like, working out. And you guys even notice, I've dropped up, like, 10 pounds. Yeah. What? Yeah, nicely done. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> I expect you to say that as soon as I, you walk in the door. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so I really can't eat that stuff anymore. Like, uh, it, it's weird. I'm like trying to curb all my like bad habits. Yeah, and it, now it's like food portioning, and it sucks. Yeah, like I drive by McDonald's. I'm like, <laughs> what fries? Why did it take you uh, applying for the police academy to be uh, to be an incentive to work out? Uh, because uh, he doesn't actually love himself. Yeah. He's like me. No, I used to work out before, but it, to, for me to lose weight, it's really hard. Uh, let me just drop some things on you. Genetically, like all of us from my dad and my grandpa are kind of built the same way. Mm. So if I'd have to, like, I really have to focus on like, focus. losing it and, um, and to discipline. be disciplined. And two, for a real nerd season two, I want to be like Jack Bauer. So I want to be like. Don't lose too much weight because we already shot one episode. Oh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's going to look really weird, it's, like it's episode five. You're suddenly slim. It. I can't help it. 
Um, I have to be in shape to be a police officer. <laughs> it's really funny. I was reading the uh, city of Inglewood posts what physical things you have to do for your interview. Yeah. And you have to do 20 push-ups in five minutes. I was like, what? That's easy. I think I, think I can do that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like five minutes. And you have time. 15 minutes to run a mile and a half. I think I can walk it in a mile and a half. The but, bar's hey, really uh, low. <laughs> no, like like walking is usually around three to four miles an hour. So you could walk a mile in 15 minutes. But Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, on the elliptical, in 50 minutes, I can do 16 miles. So I think I can do it. Oh, yeah. yeah probably. We'll see. If you, yeah. yeah. Push yourself. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So carnivore pizzas, probably can't have them. Or I can have one piece. Yeah, one piece, yeah. That's Bottomless like... one piece of carnivore <laughs> pizza. Well, they have great chicken wraps, so <laughs> you can enjoy that instead. They, you know, I do love their, they, on the kids' menu, they have this, like, peanut butter and fruit, like, basket. It's Ooh. pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. It's a good place. Yeah, the Fruit's nature's candy. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, what do you want to do first, James? News. Fuck the news. There's nothing special going on. It's real news. Sad, sad news out of uh No, let him Hollywood. say it. He does these things. Uh, okay. No, that's all right. No, no, no you, he you has a reputation poetically. for breaking all the bad yeah, celebrity for kill, death for news. For killing everyone? Yeah. yeah Leonard, Leonard Nimoy died. That's a bummer. Went into the hospital on Monday, um, which I knew about. It, it was funny. I was at work, and uh, I got a text from our, our, our legal counsel, and he just said, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> and I saw him at lunch. He was like, well, Leonard Nimoy died. And it just, man, it just, it ruins your day. Like, that's a really rough one. He's, he's one of those guys uh, where William Shatner's a dick. Right. Like, he's not a dick. He's, yeah. in fact, I retweeted NASA's tweet about him because it was mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's the one, I, you know. He wasn't the star of Star Trek, but he's the glue that keeps it together. Yeah, he is that sort of, he's the face of it in a way that nobody else ever Exactly. Because you can say, you know, Shatner and Kirk is the star, but I'd say that the story is actually in the movies is about Spock and his journey. Oh, it definitely is in the movies, yeah. um, Um, Yeah, it's it's really a shame, especially because he was somebody who always seemed so healthy. Like, I mean, he was 83 years old. Yeah. but he wasn't healthy. Him, he had like lung cancer. No, almost. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, yeah. see, I like, like when you saw him up and talking and stuff yeah. like that. Like he, he didn't seem for eighty three years old. He's like, he's like Stan Lee, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he was of an age that you, you know, a lot of people are, are not even he's, even able to walk. Well, very he's that well old, and you, and you don't think of him that old. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. You know, they said looks when like I was reading years younger. the headline, you know, and you know, Hollywood Reporter, it says Leonard Nimoy um, dies at eighty three. I'm like, he's fucking eighty three years old. Exactly. That's what I meant. Yeah. And you know, you're right because you know Stan Lee, you see, I mean, Stan Lee's like ninety something and yeah. doesn't act it. And then Nimoy's the same way. I mean, he still had that presence. And <laughs> part of that is he had that he had that sort of long stretched face, so that when he was like twenty, he looked like he was fifty. Yeah. So it just means that over. <laughs> Over 50 years of his life, he only looked like he aged about 30 years. Um, but still, it's just a really great guy. Somebody that that you always you always like seeing him in interviews. And he's one of those guys um, so you could close your eyes and listen to him talk. And he's yeah. Like, yeah, he has a cool voice. Or or sing. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you wanted to hear him sing between him and Shatner, I'd rather listen to a song about Bilbo Baggins. Well, yeah. Well, Shatner doesn't really sing. He he just says words. Just wor- says words. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So, shame, favorite but, Leonard Nimoy moment? Oh, man, that's rough. That's really rough. Uh, hmm. 
I really love everything that, especially the sequence in um, in the new Star Trek, in the 2009 Star Trek, when he's when he's talking to Kirk in the cave and trying to make Kirk understand like why he is the way he is and sort of talking about what their friendship is. Something about that scene I've I've always really liked, um, especially because it 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 feels the most like closure to the original series in a way that we probably never really got. Um, yeah, or the, and, or the campfire say, scene. I'd say that one, um, out of all his performances, that was the most human. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, Brad I, I just was, flipped right I, I was waiting for that all like week long. I'm like, oh, I got this joke. I can't wait. You and everyone else on Facebook who posted that. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, Within like a minute of it I thought it was live long like, and prosper. My feed just blew up with like... Everyone had to get their two cents in. Of all of us, he was the most human. Then. With a quote like that. Yeah. yeah. So, way to be derivative. Good. <sighs> J- uh, Brad, what's your favorite Leonard Nimoy moment? Um, I don't know. I like really enjoyed Star Trek VI when he's like dedu- deducing the whole mystery mm-hmm. um, and uh, trying to be like deliver exposition, but also, I don't know, just the way it's like. The, he, the way he goes about solving the mystery all coolly and then also a twinge of regret of like um, kind of like speaking for people in that movie like mm-hmm. just assuming that his friends are on board with all his plans uh, when you know some you're looking at me weird what uh, no 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm agreeing with you I, I am in the back of my mind oh. thinking about the next thing I want to say but yeah oh. go ahead uh, yeah so he just assumes that like his crewmates who's you know they're like on his side, but like he, I, I can't think of the word, the verb right now, but, um, he's kind of, um, and it gets him into trouble. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's a instance of Spock, not actually coming out ahead, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think every, every jokey scene in, um, oh, Star in, Trek four, Star Trek four, yeah. where he's in San Francisco and like, all, all of the, you know, he did too much LDS jokes and like all, I mean, that was Chatner, but all those fun scenes where he doesn't understand the human past, like, I love mm-hmm. that. It's just, it's, a, it's, it's rare to get to see Spock be that funny. He directed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is, I was actually introduced to Leonard Nimoy on The Simpsons, so I have a soft spot in my heart oh, for funny. his Simpsons episode. And then as uh, I was introduced to Star Trek, I, I can't pinpoint one that I love, but I always love that he was the voice of reason in the movies. You know, mm-hmm. where Kirk was very emotional and let it, he would always, you know, get all worked up and then Spock would talk to him. And because, I mean, obviously it's the characters, he has to be logical, but mm-hmm. it's still, I think he also helped calm the audience down mm-hmm. because when something bad happened and, you know, you all got riled up in the Wrath of Khan and then you'd have him kind of say, no, 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 you know, this is what we need to do, take it easy. Yeah. And he kind of, like took you by the hand. It's like you know what? It's going to be okay as long as I have Spock to guide me through this difficult time. And then you don't. <laughs> yeah. You know what else you got to check out is uh, someone shared with me. Uh, he did an Audi commercial with Zach Quinto. Really? It's hilarious. He even says like "fucking it." It's really? <laughs> he's he's like he's got this old car, and then Zachary Quinto has like the new Audi, and uh, he's like, you know. I'll, we'll race you to the country club, and whoever gets there first, like wins whatever mm-hmm. the race. Right. And so. Uh, Nimoy has the older car and he's like trying to stuff his golf clubs in the trunk and they like don't fit and he just kind of stands there and looks at him and goes fuck and then it cuts <laughs> to like Zach Quinto like, like his GPS system folding up and like 
talking to him, directing him where he's supposed to go. Like everything is automatic. And then he then it cuts back to Nimoy trying to stuff the golf clubs in the passenger seat and like trying to put the seatbelt on him and it's like not, not working. And then uh, it just starts cutting back and forth between like Quinto's easy ride and then Nimoy struggling. He's singing the Ballad of Bilbo Baggins Aww, in the car on the highway, nice. like stuck in traffic. Um, yeah, it's awesome. That's pretty good. And then I don't want to spoil the end. It's brilliant though. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Check yeah. that out. Uh, bummer. But the good thing, the only good thing you take out of this is everybody has a favorite moment and no one has a bad thing to say about them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the, sad, but like I wasn't too bummed because like he had a great career and he's, yeah. he'll live on in pop, pop culture immortality and mm-hmm. um, he got to live to a very long age. Yeah. Yeah. Even actors that that have been really popular and successful in their life um, have not created like you look at somebody like Henry Fonda, who, you know, huge, wonderful actor. You couldn't pick a character that he's played that that has such a huge impact on pop culture as much as Spock does. Like Leonard Nimoy, you know, for good and for bad. Unfortunately, it means that he also was sort of always stuck with that character. Um, but that character is so huge and is is really the face of Star Trek in a way that no other character in that series has ever been or ever will be. Probably. Yeah. When um, people think of Star Trek, like it's it's he's synonymous. Yeah. yeah. Like even if you. Like what's unique about Star Trek? People will say like Spock. Yeah, even if you grew, up, even if you're like me and you grew up on Next Gen and all that other stuff, you, you still, when you think about Star Trek, he's really the face of it. Um, you don't even have to grow up with Star, Star Trek. I mean, I never really watched him, but you still know who Spock is. Right. Oh, totally. You know, yeah. it's, right. Yeah, it's um, synonymous within Star Trek. No, it's it's awesome. It's really cool. So good for him. Yep. You know what? We'll just have to keep on watching him. He'll never go away. So other things did happen this week, though. Um, we'll run through. Here's some. Here's a fun one, just to like you know try and pep us back up. Um, MacGruber two. Yeah. Will Forte says that that MacGruber two is like at the top of his list of things he wants to do as soon as possible. Sweet. Um, so you guys will be excited. Yeah, we'll be there opening night. I've, so I've still well, never seen the first. Just because he wants to do it, I did, that doesn't mean like no. The funding. Way, the way he was talking happen. made it sound like it was gonna get what it needed but i can't um, imagine who's going to give money to do it though <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I, make I mean i want it to happen but yeah. i just don't know other it, unless he finances it himself sure yeah maybe um i do you think i should see mcgruber you uh, haven't seen it no i i, it, it, <laughs> I think it's really funny yeah I, I really do and it's yeah it's stupid but there's some really funny moments in it i mean i i watched it a couple weeks ago and i still laughing like crazy yeah now laura hated it but laura doesn't really laugh at movies so <laughs> uh if you want change you can borrow it i have it on blu-ray okay <laughs> it's only okay. like an hour and 20 minutes dude it's well that's fair yeah it's, yeah you don't have to think yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a movie you can put in and just laugh yeah all right is it the would you say it's the best uh well I guess Blues Brothers or you know it's not it's not going to be the best SNL movie. Does um, it have to be? No, I'm just I'm just curious. I'm I'm saying that mostly because most SNL movies are shit. So I think it's a different tone than most SNL movies though because it's a slapstick movie. It's not. Uh, like, I, I love Wayne's World and it has slapstick moments and it's kind of it breaks the fourth wall a lot. Yeah, but this movie is just ridiculous. I feel like Wayne's World's like a movie based on characters that were created 
in the show, like MacGruber is a character, is a parody of a character from another show. Yeah. So it's almost just like a, a MacGyver parody. No, it is. It yeah. just happens to be an SNL movie. But also, too, you know, at the beginning, everyone thinks MacGruber's dead and they have all these, like, headlines that are going through. And this, I mean, this is how much smarter the movie is than people give it credit for. The headline says, MacGruber saves... I don't know, diplomat, but kills 47 children in the process. And <laughs> so there's like little goofy things like that. And yeah. It's, it's silly. I, I really enjoyed it. I don't, I don't give a shit what anybody else says. All right. Cool. Uh, apparently Wonder Woman is f- like filming this fall. Yeah. So that's crazy. I, like we haven't, we haven't seen, have we seen anything but still images from the, mm. the new movie? It, it's interesting. Yeah. It's almost as if DC is filming them and creating like a, a log jam of them and it's going right. to just like release them out. We're just, we're just going to start making, we'll just put millions and millions of dollars into this shit and it better come because back. Because that's the weird thing about Batman and Superman is it's probably done. Done. Oh yeah. It's it just is. sitting there. I mean, principal photography is over. Well, I believe. tons of CGI work going yeah. on right now. Right. Yeah. But still, I mean, a lot of movies are like uh fantastic fours like that. The Warcraft movie is apparently oh, yeah, Warcraft been done movie. for a year. Know, so well, but that cool. one's, that one's a little different because you have like, a large number of characters, like main characters in that movie, who are entirely CG. You know, like all of the. No, orcs... I think it's kind of the same thing. I mean, the movie's been done forever, and you don't see anything about it. And True. it's another Warner Brothers movie, so. Well, and and that is also one that, like, the Warcraft movie. I think they've from the beginning they've intentionally kept under wraps. Like, I, I think they don't want us to know much about it. Well, yeah, um, because I mean, it, that's so driven by internet people that they right. think it could make it, it could ruin it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's also one that the the fan base there is so devout that if they started seeing stuff and not liking it, I, they've got to release it in a way that that like CG is finished and mm. and it'll really convince people they can pull off what they say they're going to pull off. Because the truth is, like they did a they did a huge interview at the most recent BlizzCon talking about the movie and what Duncan Jones says he's doing in that movie sounds like it should be impossible. Um, or, or like from a from a story place, you know, where you've got like these two armies, and you're not supposed to root for one over the other necessarily. Like you're supposed to understand both sides of the war. Like that's on its own. It doesn't matter what kind of movie it is, or even if it weren't a fantasy film. Like that would already be hard to do. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um. I, I, it's just interesting. I, I think it's crazy it that they're investing in multiple movies without us. Honestly, having one good film under our belt that we believe could could launch a franchise. I think that's a misconception, too, about the Marvel movies is, yeah, I mean, Avengers is done, but Marvel's a company that puts tons of money for them to go back and say, okay, well, this is what we need to happen for Captain America to work. Yeah. And and, and I don't think people realize that Marvel is constantly rewriting their scripts const- always. Right. right. Uh, I was reading an interview with Joss Whedon. He said he would... They they all stay in a hotel and every night he'd take the script and rewrite it and put it underneath their actor's door and say you need to learn these lines for tomorrow. Right. I mean it's a lot of the way that like Lord of the Rings was shot. Yeah. Where they were constantly rewriting that movie as they were filming. Yeah. How they pulled off Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit is still. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, cool. Uh, sex criminals. Yeah. Brian, you've read Sex Criminals. I love Sex Criminals. Uh, so Sex Criminals book. is getting written for TV. Yeah, uh, for Universal. So that would theoretically be NBC, but I just can't imagine that that would be network television. But speaking of which, did you guys see in our uh, emails? We're like legit. People are sending us uh, like we have trailers for Daredevil we could put up. And oh like, shit, yeah, yeah, like, cool. When, when this happened, 
we're getting legit. Oh, I never talked about that. I'll have to remember to talk about that when we get to what we've been watching. Because not Daredevil, but uh, Constantine. I, I I watched that first <laughs> episode of Constantine. So, anyways, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, sex Criminals. Yeah, Sex Criminals is great. Yeah. Do you think that you could put that yeah. on network television and make it... Not network. Okay. <laughs> um, you could put it on like HBO or something. I mean, the well, story... Even like an FX or an AMC, you, I think you could pull uh, it off. Yeah. I guess you don't need nudity in it. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, the story is these people, when they orgasm, time stops, and they go to a place called Cum World, and they rob people. Um, I don't want to spoil the story, but they're not really... Okay, the the robbing people because the girl wants to save the library in her her city. Aww. Um And when they start robbing the bank, there it turns out that there's sex police that have the same power, and they're kind of hunting them down because they're aware that some people have yeah. the power to have sex and, yeah. and do bad things. So it's a it's it's a pretty interesting story, hmm. and it, it deals too with the relationships of the Susie and. The guy I can't remember. Fuck his would name. be a great first name yes. for the for the for um, a character in Sex Criminals. But they, it goes through their relationship too. And the cool thing is, you know, sometimes the book picks up a couple months after the last book. Oh yeah. So you have to kind of catch up to where these people are at. Hmm. So it's an interesting book. And if you haven't read it, I don't think you get the first couple issues now. But you can definitely pick up the trades. The trades, yeah. Because of that structure, would do you think it would lend itself towards television? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I mean it. Matt Fraction writing for television just sounds cool. Yeah, I, so. I mean the story is dense enough where I think even the first issue could be like two or three episodes. Oh, okay. Because you know they find out they have this power, then they hook up again, and yeah, then it, they don't even think about robbing. I think it's like the fourth or fifth issue where oh, they wow. think about using their powers to save the library. So hmm. I think it'd work. Cool, cool. Uh, so we do have a little bit of news about Blade Runner. Um, so there's been all this talk for the last couple of years about them making a Blade Runner sequel and about Ridley Scott making a Blade Runner sequel. Uh, what we're hearing now is that uh, director Dennis Villeneuve did the he's the guy who made the Prisoners. Yeah, is uh, in charge of Blade Runner two for right now with Harrison Ford coming back as Decker, which would make you think that he's not a robot because he'll be old. <laughs> Even um, though, well, you know, they could use a Terminator thing where you know it's living organism and so it ages. True. That is true because Ridley Scott just said recently in an interview that he's definitely one. That he's definitely a woman? A replicant. Oh, okay. No, he's definitely (laughs) one. Sorry, I'm a little sick. (laughs) Harrison Ford is definitely a woman. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, the the way I've interpreted it and the way that, like, when you hear, like, Paul Salmon talk about it is that his intention was for you to at least ask the question, Mm -hmm. right? Which is what that movie is about. You know, I think it would... You'd be doing it a disservice if at the end of that movie you didn't walk away feeling like, well, what is really the difference between the replicants and the humans? Um, so, yeah, I mean, they they don't ever address the idea of whether or not the replicants, because, you know, a replicant is supposed to die after a certain number of yeah. years. So, Was it seven? Yeah, something like that. Um, you have to watch that movie again. I know. I love yeah. that movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm... <laughs> Honestly, anymore when I watch that movie, I almost feel like I'm not listening to the, to it as much as I'm just like staring at the visuals and like enjoying how cool that movie looks. I, know, I didn't get it. I was at Trademark and they have a Black Rain Blu-ray that I didn't even know was on Blu-ray. Wow! And it's like eighteen dollars used, hmm. so it must be hard to find because I didn't even know it was on Blu-ray. That's an old Ridley Scott movie, yeah, with Michael Douglas, yeah. Um, but I think it's a great idea, like to get somebody because. 
Prisoners isn't noir, but I think the way that he handles the characters yeah. is very much in that way. Um, like Jake Gyllenhaal's character feels like a noir detective. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like if you took that character and threw him into the Blade Runner universe, I think he would fit almost perfectly. Yeah. The only so, trepidation I had when I read it is they don't film till next year. Yeah. Well, I, I, are you afraid that Harrison Ford is going to like? No, I just it seems so far out that they're not even going to film it. That it's just going to become unraveled. I mean, that's true, but I, I think it's also such a loved uh, film that I, I think there's enough weight behind it that if, it, if it's going to get made and be good, I think it'll get made. Does that make sense? Like, but does that also mean that Harrison Ford's Han Solo dies in Star Wars because he can't film Blade Runner and Star Wars at the same time, can he? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, if you ask me, I hope that Han Solo either dies or isn't in Star Wars 8, but I mean, obviously I'm probably not the norm um i don't know i you wait no that's bullshit if channing tatum can make like 16 movies in a year <laughs> harrison ford can't too like he can give up like farming and helicopter driving for a year and make two movies what is this garbage where it's like especially hansel is not going to be like the main character of star trek of star wars yeah, he will be who knows no because he's got his own spin-off movie i mean he's not like the main, like he's not going to be Han Solo in it, but still, um, yeah, no, 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 no. He could, you could be in two movies. Also, <laughs> we don't necessarily know that that Decker is the main character of Blade Runner Two. Like we just know that he will return as the character. So, like theoretically, he could just be at the beginning, and be like, "Hey guys, I was See the ya. Blade Runner," <laughs> and then like a totally different story and I'm a happens. Replicant. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'm a robot. You don't know. Here's my. That'd be hilarious if the son. first two minutes of the movie was just him staring at the audience, going like, "I am a replicant," and then it just moves on with a new story. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. he just narrates. He's, he does voiceovers for the yeah. movie, <laughs> or like he's just sitting in a chair. Ah, uh, this is me. He's just sitting Fine, in a chair, like guy. staring at the little origami, like. What the fuck does this mean? And then, like, right, and then the, the camera pans back, unicorn and the thing. actual main character walks behind him, and then the rest of the movie is just following that guy and whatever his story is. But Harrison Ford's only in it for that one second. Like, God damn it! I still can't figure this shit out. How did he know about my dreams? That motherfucker. Um, that'd be awesome. And then it's like a rom com. The rest of the movie, like, not even Blade Runner. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, did you guys get to see uh, the short film, sort of, uh, by Joseph Kahn, the guy who directed uh, Torque, the Power Rangers short? No, I, did. I didn't care. Dude, you should check it out. No, you I mean, can't. You, 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 won't it's necessarily, you won't necessarily appreciate... No, 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 it's back online. Yeah. Um, they got It's on Vimeo, it's on YouTube again, like, it's back up. Um, but the... Didn't, didn't you just say you can't? Just yesterday, I read the thing that was it was gone. But oh yeah, no, it, it was yeah, it was back up today. Yeah, um, so because it's, it's on. It's weird that like Vimeo took it down themselves initially. It's weird that they put it back up. Yeah, I wa- I mean, I watched it this morning, so um, it's awesome. I I, I don't know because you never watched the original Power Rangers. So uh, of I saw the movie because I took my little brother, and I'm like, oh, this really? is shit. <laughs> it uh, yeah. I mean, I was a big fan when because I was of that age. I know um, we, should, we should talk to the So Like You Know guys. I mean, yeah. They, they probably deal. have an erection that hasn't gone away for a week. Oh, dude. It is it is really cool. Like, I don't know. I I, I hate Katie Sackhoff, so that part of it's not great. 
Like, I think you could have put any other actress in that role, and it would have been good. But does Vin Diesel tell her to go balls deep in it? Because that'd be awesome. Oh, God damn it! I know you're a lesbian, but all you need is a, a serious deep dick. And <laughs> God, that movie's so fucking horrible. Anyway, I, th- I think it's definitely cool, and people should go check it out. It's super violent, but I mean, so <laughs> for 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 a Power Rangers movie, um, but like the whole. The whole universe that he sets up, I would, I honestly, if you stripped out all the Power Rangers stuff and just made a movie that that was about whatever this universe is, where like robot people have taken over and all of that, like I would see that movie. I think it looks really cool. Um, so people should go, people should go check that out. And then the Oscars happened. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Me either. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris was good. Yeah. I actually watched him this year. So. Yeah, I mean, there's I a watch him. Th- there's a fun bit. His uh, Birdman bit was really good. Yes, um, I-, I liked his. He had a bit too where he was going to interview celebrities, and there was nothing but seat fillers in there. Yeah, and I read an interview with him, and there was actually supposed to be celebrities there, so he just improvised that whole moment with. He's like, "Oh my god, are you a seat filler too?" Really? Yeah. That's funny. And that's funny. He got to the end, and Steve Carell was there, and he said, "Are you sir? Who are you?" He's like, "I'm Steve." That he was, said, "Are you? Is it cool to be next to these celebrities?" Edward Norton's right over there. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. That was one of the best skits of the night. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, I, I it, there was nothing that really shocked me in it. So yeah, and uh, uh I, I don't know. The idea of the magic trick was cool, but it yeah, it, it sort of it landed flat. flat. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone got it. Yeah, like I understood what he was doing. Yeah, it was just not. Um, I don't know. Maybe the setup was not good enough. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was just whatever. Um, a really neat idea for a magic trick. Oh, I but, agree, too. But, like, because it wasn't really in front of you, you kind of didn't believe. Like, it wasn't impressive. Yeah. That makes sense, you know? It, so. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't know. You know, that that Glory song, that one, everyone was moved by it. I wasn't moved by it. I mean, Chris Pine was crying. Yeah. I guess I just must be cold-blooded. I don't know. It was good. I mean, dude, the the Lego movie was so much dude, fun. I love that, that performance. Was awesome. Everything was awesome. And they got Will Arnett up there as Batman. Yeah. It was too bad they couldn't have gotten Keaton up there. Like even if he was just standing there like like just to be funny. Like yeah. it was neat. But Yeah, I guess really the only upset was Eddie Redmayne one and not Michael yeah, Keaton. I I thought for sure that um and I I honestly thought for sure it would end up being well, I thought it would be bad or, uh, boyhood. I thought Birdman like as a close second. Mm-hmm. So um, not a huge upset, but uh, and what, the what, fact what, that J.K. Simmons got one for yeah, Whiplash yeah. was actually like, when I saw him win that. Like I didn't pre-order Whiplash. I, I then they're showing the clips from him and stuff. I was like, yeah. "Fuck!" So Tuesday I ran out and bought it. Yeah, because yeah. Oh man, he's so good. Yeah, both the I think the the two awards that I actually sort of cared about were the supporting actor actor and actress ones, and the the people that I wanted to win one. Like Patricia Arquette was that was cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like her speech though. I, I didn't either. But I don't like that stuff. Make it all political. That's not what it was about. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, yeah, sweet, you make millions of dollars making movies. What do you- well, so here's here's what's interesting is that she actually in an interview recently was talking about because she's not in movies that often, no, I and she was talking about how how difficult it has been for her and actresses Maybe like her. Maybe she'd fix her teeth and then she'd get more oh, movies. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That is so horrible. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, you're going to hell. Yeah, okay. um, but, so, 
that's why I was really rooting for her was I was like, man, here's this woman who has been an actress for so long um, and has been in, in really great roles, you know, was never going to get an Oscar for true romance, even though I adore that movie um, and finally gets, you know, some. Yeah, that's some fine. I haven't seen Boyhood, so I can't I can't, can't comment on it. But Oh, she's really good. Um, uh, but, but, you know, people don't know that. When you vote for movies and Oscars, it's really weird. It's not mm-hmm. it's not how many number ones Boyhood got. Right. They get a certain amount of points. So if Birdman got like two or three number ones, but everybody else gave it number two, technically it had more points, so it's gonna be the number it's gonna win. It's right. really weird yeah. how they figure all that out. Yeah, like the movie that wins could actually have gotten, you know, threes yeah. from yep. everyone, but averaged higher than Exactly. It's really know. weird. Yeah. And it's you know, just people going, Oh, we're so great. <laughs> Let me pat myself on the back. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like that movie's bad. I just thought that the, a lot of times they end up choosing the movie either with the biggest gimmick or is like the the most of something. And that's you know, and, like and you the know, my, most. That's acting. always my biggest problem with the Oscars. Is I enjoy Birdman, but is that really the best movie? Well, that's my point. Is that like, it, and they're just never going to nominate something like The Dark Knight. No, something like Captain America, which is a super smart movie because they have a stigma about them, which is right. uh, is sad. Yeah. Um, I just thought that I thought that the boyhood gimmick was bigger and more impressive than the the Birdman gimmick, and so that's why I thought boy boyhood would win. I, I also think it's a better movie, um, but anyway, it, it's so it's so just so weird. Yeah, because you know when you think back, you're like, oh, Saving Private Ryan, that won Best Picture. No, it didn't. Yep, it lost to Shakespeare in Love. Yep. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's. But, and you're gonna sit there and tell me when you look at those two movies now, which is a better movie? No, I mean, do the awards actually matter? No, the the celebration of the movies is the part that's fun. Yeah, I agree. and uh, I, I think it was it was decent this time. Yeah, um, so that was cool. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's the news. Unless I miss something. I don't think so. Cool. Brad, what do you want to do next? You don't contribute at all in the news part. <laughs> I didn't give a shit about the Oscars. Like when you <laughs> complain that they uh, voted for the wrong movies, I'm like, they voted for the right movies because it's their fucking awards. <laughs> <laughs> so the result doesn't concern you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Make your own award. Cool. Well, we should do the on. nerdies. That yeah, just, we haven't done that for two years. Oh, that's right. We did that once. Yeah, yeah. we can still do it. Meh. Meh. Whatever. I can tell you, uh, I was getting into a conversation with Dan today about, because uh, he'd never seen Catch Me If You Can, and so I wanted to get bombastic about it and say, like, oh, that's, like, one of my favorite Steven Spielberg movies. So I put together a list of, like, as I was sitting there on the couch, I poured through them and put put together a list. And sure enough, it is it is my number three. Nice. Yeah. It would be Raiders, Jaws, Catch Me If You Can, wow. uh, Lincoln, and then uh, Jurassic Park. Speaking of, why don't you tell people about your Best Buy Munich story? Oh, oh. God. Oh, it's Best Buy. So Munich is a Best Buy exclusive that came out two weeks ago. No, last week. Yep. Um, and I went to the Best Buy in Belmar. And I said, and I looked, and I looked on all their new releases. And I mean, I have my son with me, so it's not like super easy for me to, you know, constantly look. Hey, he's really good. I mean, I put him in this little, like, baby Bjorn thing, and he just sits there and looks at stuff. Uh, and I couldn't find it. I was like, well, it wasn't in drama. It wasn't in new releases. I'm like, they wouldn't put it in action, would they? So I looked in action. It wasn't there. So I went up to the guys like, hey, man, uh, you guys have a Best Buy exclusive, Munich. Uh, do you guys have that here? He's like, uh, Eunuch? Yes. Eunuch. Yeah. Yes. Eunuch. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Are you he a said, Eunuch? Oh, no. It's on back order. I said, on back order, it comes out today. He says, oh, we don't have it. I was like, fine. Fuck you. I'll go to the one down the street. So I went to the Best Buy in Littleton. They didn't have it. 
Went to the one in Denver West. They why didn't, didn't have why it. Why didn't you ask them to check other stores? Yeah, they, <laughs> they're idiots. So then I went on. They don't want to help you. Yeah, I went on Twitter. Well, that part's true. Well, yeah. they, they called it Eunuch. I mean, what are they going to help me with? <laughs> <laughs> I went on Twitter and I blasted Best Buy and then Best Buy support tweeted almost immediately. Yeah. And then they didn't even answer the question. I was like, dude, if you're going to have it exclusive to your locations, make it available. <laughs> yeah. And I've ran into that problem with Best Buy before where I'd say, hey, this is out. You guys have it? Uh, I don't know. I fa- uh, found that those catalog titles, like, yeah, they were released that day, but Best Buy won't carry them for about two or three weeks. Yeah, it's stupid. And that, Later. That's, that was my whole argument with them is like, you're going to make it exclusive to you? And yeah, you not going to even have it available. <laughs> so I was at Best Buy this week and I saw it there. I'm not buying it from them. Right. I'm going to wait till May 5th when I can pre-order off fucking Amazon with 1941, Sugarland Express, and Color of Purple, and they'll all show up together. And fuck you. I don't care. Um, I really want to see Munich, and I really wanted to watch it in high def, but if you're going to be total dipshits about it, like, Ugh. And, th- and the thing is that they're going to tweet me and say, oh, let us know if we can help you. No, you can't help me. Right, because it's the principle of the thing about them not selling you the movie the, you, you know, like the, at the time and in the, in the way that you wanted to buy it. Exactly, and it's, it's, but it's the principle of it because it's exclusive to Best Buy. Right, yeah. It's ex- don't try to bring the Star Trek into darkness <laughs> thing into it because it's totally different. Because if I went to Star Trek into darkness, I could go anywhere and get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, you knew exactly where I was, I was going. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you're going to tell me it's going to be available... I agree. It, it's, I agree. I think it's your... And you hold all the cards yeah, in it. it. It's your... I don't know what the word I'm trying to say is, mm-hmm. but your responsibility as a vendor to have it available. Mm-hmm. And that's why people don't fucking like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's... Here's the thing. is This is why I love Amazon. So the Mega Man Amiibo is one of the rarest Amiibos to get. Yeah. One of the hardest. They sent me an email before it came out and says, hey, we can't find this. We're sorry. Yeah. We'll keep on trying. If we don't find it in a week, we'll refund you the money and give me another month of Prime free. Because you had pre-ordered it. Because I pre-ordered it. Sure enough, two days later, it shows up. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I'm one of the few people that have it. To get that on Amazon right now is $90. Holy shit. So, it's... That's why Amazon's better than them because they'll always try. I don't care if it's a fucking drone that picks it out for me. Yeah, they'll 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 at least make the choose effort. the option that is best for the customer. They don't have some dumbass up front it's like Munich. It's like, dude, Munich. Munich. And that too, you don't know what fucking Munich is? Right. Really? I know it's not one of his most popular movies, but still. It's still a great movie. Yeah. Fucking douche, douchebags. Still Panther favorited one of my tweets though. Nice. <laughs> uh I, I've been on a roll this year. David Spade, still Panther. Of course, I'm not like everybody else. I don't go on Facebook and say, oh my God, they favorited my tweet. No, you don't. You go on the podcast that you've been yeah. doing for four years. <laughs> I tell people brag about podcast. like, oh my God, David Spade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had another thing too this week that drove me crazy. I can't remember it, but yeah. Fuck Best yeah. Buy. Yep, I agree. I was, uh, I went and got coffee this morning and then I was going to drop by because I was going to buy Whiplash just while I was out. Um, but it was it was 9.50 in the morning and they don't open till ten, and I was like, "Fuck it!" Like, how how on a Saturday you don't open till ten o'clock? Wow. I don't know. I don't understand. I didn't even know. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm out doing errands and shit, and I want to buy Whiplash from you. I don't get it. You know, it's open earlier. Target. Yeah. <laughs> Walmart. Um, that's why they get your business. My story's not as bad, but uh, it's pretty common. But I try to get Birdman like on the Thursday that it came out, and the Best Buy I went to the whole like new release part they had like one 
one slot. It's not a hugely, you know, it's not Transformers, so it doesn't get like six slots, I understand. No, it's only the movie that won Best Picture this year. Yeah, like how did... Yeah, I think the Oscars were that week. I don't, I don't remember I mean, which week. Yeah, but still, it's like know, it's a, a ton of buzz on the t- How do you have like one slot for it? Right. And finally, I like I found two copies like in the catalog section over there. Oh, like, well, that's what I mean. Like they're so stupid. I know that physical copies of movies isn't cool anymore, or they think it isn't. But if you took the 2014 Oscars and made a fucking section of it and had all the movies, whether it's visual effects, yeah. whether it's screenwriting, and it's like, oh, these are the movies nominated. People go in and appreciate it. L2 merchandise, noobs. Yeah. Fucking idiots, man. Yeah. I- I've had problems with Best Buy for years. Mm-hmm. That's why for they're shrinking. Years. Yeah. Because even if they do price matching and all this garbage, like that's not what's wrong with it. No, that's you know? you're right. It's, it's not why it's, it's something as simple as... Oh, Majora's Mask, too. Yeah. Didn't oh. have it either. Yeah, I mean, it's really? as simple as that. You have a company that's so big and powerful, but they're going to put five Majora's Masks in. Yeah, I under, went in under ordering to prevent themselves from having to return yeah. to the manufacturer. Well, what they should do is throw their weight around and make sure that they have a, a restocking agreement with the manufacturer. Like, if your shit doesn't sell, you will buy this back. Or we won't sell it, period. Like, that, go go negotiate, guys. If you're going to make it exclusive to you, make it fucking available. Right. I went there and I because I bought my Vita at because mm-hmm. I I wanted to go get it like mm-hmm. I wanted it then so I went and bought my Vita there I went to two different Best Buys because the first one I went to I could buy a Vita I couldn't get a game to go with it because <laughs> they didn't have anything good in stock like everything they had was like oh here's like a sports game from two years ago and I was like really and like some used shit you know yeah um, it was just frustrating so it is and it's just it's simple merchandising yeah. if they just made a better effort on it. And people would want it because I've read many reports that people prefer physical copies over digital stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do, obviously, but it just, uh, just yeah. Best Buy, fucking Best Buy. Yep. Hey, if you guys see uh, the Collector's Edition Prima Majora's Mac- Mask guide around town, let me know. Okay. Because it's with the like the the, the hardcover. You want you want a Prima guide? It's the I want the Very nice. The, I got the, it's beautiful. It's like hardcover, oh, okay. like leather I got leather the hardcovers. Bash Brothers one I never look at except when I want something to read about Mario. Yeah. I have all the other ones. Have they evolved to a place where it's it's like there's a lot of cool art and stuff in there? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because I remember... It's got like gold foil, like a logo on it of like the mask oh, and stuff. Oh, okay. That's I have all cool. the other ones. Because I had, you know, when I was... When, when those were really big back in the day... Um, I had I got the battle chest for StarCraft and it had the guides for uh for both that and the expansion and they're like you know they're they're black and white printed walkthroughs of the game and the maps and all that you know it's all the strategy stuff for how to beat that game or how to be better at the game and I was like why would you care that much about the guide it was it was this weird you know you sort of watch that whole industry kind of fade and mm. go away um, so I didn't even realize like that makes sense if they're printing something really cool and gorgeous so that you would want to have on your shelf like that that makes sense. I know I'm bummed. Mortal Kombat the new one's not going to have a Prima guide. Oh yeah, dude, that's way cooler. Yeah, yeah. That, that is not a a black and white piece of shit. Like here, here's how to beat the game. Yeah, I was like, who buys guides anymore? So I just kind of let it released on Amazon. I was like, I'll wait a few weeks. And, you know, make sure I have money to buy it. Right. And sure enough, it's gone like the first three days. And now I'm Nintendo's like, Nintendo's been that way. Really. The only options are like, pay fifty bucks from like some other guy. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I also don't want to have like this gaping hole in my collection. Cool. Anyway. Uh, what's next? I don't care. Brad. Uh, yeah, Brad. What's uh, next? what was the uh, oh, yeah, number one were, movie last you, week? What? Oh, okay, cool. 
This is the box office stats. The number one movie was Fifty Shades of Grey with 26 million, I think. I don't remember. Uh, 22, but yeah. Is that really last week? Yeah. yeah. It was like ages ago. No, no, that w- that didn't release last week. That just was oh. the number and one. And if you guys want to hear how great that movie is, wait till what we've been watching. <gasps> what? I'm so excited. I know what the next segment is. Fuck DVD releases. Um, I think I picked that movie, dude. Movie you saw, <laughs> the movie you guys saw last week was Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Tanked. Tanked? Yeah, because it was shitty. At number seven with $5.9 million. It was a shitty movie, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it's about as funny as MacGruber. It's, oh my it's God. not as funny as MacGruber. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Kingsman at number two. That's interesting. Kingsman's holding really well. Yeah, it is. Because it's awesome. I, I, yeah, I thought for sure that that was a movie that would be mostly unpalatable to the majority of people just because of how weird some of it is. Um, but that's neat that it's holding on. I have a free popcorn and a free soda at Regal. I'm going to use it on Kingsman. <laughs> nice. You know what's funny? Okay, so Hot Tub Time Machine, number number seven. You know what number eight is? At $3.8 million? No. Jupiter Ascending, the worst <laughs> film of 2015. No, it's not. Oh, really? Is Hot Tub Time Machine 2 worse? Yes. Holy shit. And there's a worse movie than that, too, guys. Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got We got to get there. Really? Um, you enjoyed Jupiter Ascending more than Hot Tub Time Machine? Yep. Wow. I didn't think it was wow. that bad. Now I need to see both these movies, because... Jupiter Sunday is really fucking bad. All right. What do you um, guys think of the number one movie of 2014 is? Uh, that's going to be American Sniper. There you go. Can you believe that? I think that's a cheating, but, you know, what do I... What do yeah. I mean? It's a technicality, but... Wait, the number one movie of 2014? Yeah. Really? Highest grossing, not yeah. number one, but... Oh, oh, okay. It was Guardians of the Galaxy for the longest time, and then just by the end of the year, it was Mockingjay. Yeah. But because Sniper came out, like, the last week of December... It still qualifies as 2014, but it made all of its money in January and February, yeah. and it's going to be... It's still number six. Yep. Wow. That's or is dumb. that the worst movie of the year? <laughs> well, that's, but the, well, that's last year. Yeah. Well, technically, I saw it this year. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, can we do what we've been watching and save DVD releases for later? Oh, just rip it off like a band-aid. Just get it over with. No. No. There's a bunch of shit this week. We'll save it for later. Ryan, what have you been watching? DVD releases the Blu-rays. Damn it. Well, just tell us what comes out on Blu-ray. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Mockingjay, Speak of the Devil. Oh, it does. Uh, part one, yep, comes out on Blu-ray. I have to this keep week. my collection going. A completely useless movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I guarantee when you have them all on your shelf, you can just watch straight through, not watch that one, and I'm sure you'll get the same effect. Probably. Yep. Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast. I'll tell you something funny about those movies is they're really high regarded, like straight to DVD movies. Mm-hmm. They do really well. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, it's like the sixth or seventh one. So yeah, it was, they keep it was making like number th- two or three in the list on on digital bits this week. Uh, Super Bowl XL one. Who cares? X champions. Fuck the Patriots. Foxcatcher comes out on Blu-ray this week. Totally worth checking out if you if you want a dark twisted. I movie. think I'll get it. See it on Redbox. Yeah. Oh, totally. I, I mean, it's it's worth seeing. I, it's not for everyone. I mean. Yeah, I don't know if I'd own it, but it was a good movie. Yeah. That's what I mean. I think like. The red box, or maybe I'll just get it on Comcast. You didn't something. see the theater? Uh-uh. Uh, uh, actually, I will save that one for later because that one's fun. Uh, the Grifters is getting a Blu-ray release, which I only bring up because they showed sections of it before Focus, and I think the Grifters, like they played multiple scenes from fo- from Grifters. Mm-hmm. I think Grifters is a bad movie. I remember watching it uh, some years ago. I don't remember it. it uh, uh, 
Uh, Equilibrium is getting a Blu-ray release this week, which I don't think has been on Blu-ray before. I don't it's remember. worth checking out. It's a cool. It's a Christian Bale movie. Like it's the other Matrix. Yeah, it was. It was post Matrix, and it's a whole world where like people aren't allowed to feel anything, and then he learns gun kata. Anyway, it's just a kung fu movie. People should check it out. I think Sweet. it's pretty badass. Uh, the Captive, which is a Ryan Reynolds, Scott Speedman movie. So uh, straight to Blu-ray. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Scott Speedman, who looks like the lead singer from Creed. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. He does. Oh, man. They're both named Scott. <laughs> yes. They might be the same person. <laughs> they probably are. Uh, there's a Scream Factory release this week called Exterminators of the Year 3000. Oh, I have a Scream Factory release coming. Oh, yeah? Yeah. For this week? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it in the list. Which one is it? It's Blackula. And God Scream. damn it. That was Blackula the... Scream. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that one was a uh, Scream Factory. That was yeah. the next thing on my list to talk about. Yeah, Blackula and Scream, Blackula so, Scream. So what you do is you take a vampire movie and black exploitation it, baby. Oh, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. So that's what came out this week. Or is coming out this week. So go check it out. Sweet. We watch a lot of movies, and this is what we watched this week. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Ryan, what have you been watching this week? Uh, actually, I've watched a few things. Uh, I'll talk about Fifty Shades of Grey first, because oh, it looks, thank God. looks like James is going to have... I thought you were going to Give himself shit. a hemorrhoid if I don't. <laughs> Man, if, um, if you didn't tell me right away, it would literally be like you beating me with a whip. <laughs> so... Me and my wife's four-year anniversary was on Thursday. And this is how you celebrated. The, how I celebrated? You do what the girl wants. <laughs> yeah. So my wife wanted to go. There's uh, a wine bar next to Belmar. Cool. That's called uh, Grappa's. And they had a happy hour at $6 tapas. It was good. You know, and she really wanted to see. She read Fifty Shades of Grey, and she says it's a terrible book. But she says, you know, <laughs> you know I want to I go see. I want to see the movie. I said, whatever. I mean, I don't care. It's whatever, you know. Um so I get my popcorn and I get my Coke Zero and I'm getting all geared up. And who knew a movie about sex? Wait, would sorry, be... back up. Coke yeah. Zero. Coke Zero. You need to cut out soda at all. No, just because it says zero calories doesn't mean it's going to make you slimmer. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that for. Do the water, Ryan. Really it'll help you. Trust me. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong. No sugar. Did you at least do like I, every year for Lent? It, I give well, it up. It, for... Here's here's the thing: is I get one of these like every every couple. Days. I don't keep soda in the house anymore, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I need caffeine because I get headaches because I have a wife and a kid. You guys <laughs> oh don't know what God. that's like. Uh, just kidding. Um, so, anyway, so I, I have get, a kid. I don't talk to him. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm sitting down, and the trailers before it are annoying because it's, you know, like. <laughs> Was it, oh, did they show the um, Did they show the Nicholas Sparks I read a hor- I, I'm Riding on a Bull movie? Yeah. Did, did they show the specifically the one they just recut to make it super sexy? No. Oh, okay. uh, if they did, I remember. And did you see had... Asia Adeline again? I did. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. They should do the Asia just... Adeline. <laughs> In, God damn it! That's horrible. Sorry, I'm just gonna leave. In front of in front of focus, they showed a, a new version of the trailer for that I'm riding on a bull one mm-hmm. that feels a lot like the Fifty Shades of Grey trailer. I think I think that for a little while, every every romantic or not romantic comedy, but like hardcore romance hardcore movie, romance movie yeah. like chick flicky romance movie, is going to feel like that when they advertise it. Yeah. So this movie is it, <sighs> bad. It's bad. I mean, it is bad. <laughs> How bad is it? And so, I I have no idea what the movie... The only thing I know about the movie is it deals with uh, 
BDSM. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's the only thing I know about it because you know it's such a. F- <laughs> I told you, and it's it's such a like I have apple juice. It has it's such a phenomenon that you know you know about it. Yeah, and so I'm not joking, James. This movie is literally about a virgin girl. Okay, who goes to interview a 27 year old billionaire? Okay, and <laughs> and he's he's in charge of like telecommunications or something. I don't know. I start sure. I start losing fucking interest. Bil- it doesn't matter. Let me tell you this about 10 minutes of the movie. I lost interest. <laughs> and so she's not even supposed to be there, guys. She's filling in for her college roommate because she's getting a journalist degree. She's getting a degree in what's your degree in? English with a concentration in creative writing. Yeah, she has that like English literature. Okay, that's her degree. Yeah. So I thought of you. Okay, cool. And uh, you thought you thought of me while watching Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. That's always good. Uh, so in it, they keep on like doing these close-ups of her bottom lip, and she keeps on biting it, and it's turning Christian Grey on. And so it's supposed to be like there's this boiling sexual tension because. Uh, so she goes there and he, well, it's like it's a subliminal thing that like when yes. she gets attracted she likes She'll to bite, hurt herself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she bites her lower lip Ooh. and then he just stares intently and smolders. It's called smolder. He does smolder. <laughs> and so they leave she leaves or whatever and he follows he catches up to her at her place of work. Creepy. And he buys uh cable ties, rope, tape. This like, is this, this is like, how rape happens. Yeah, it's setting it up. Okay, so, and then she helps him, and then he sends her like first editions of her favorite books, and cool. she's like, "This is too expensive," and she sends it, calls him, and says, "I can't accept your gift," and he says, "Okay." Who is this vapid young woman whose favorite yeah. books are so expensive in first editions? So, anyway, your wife's favorite book, a first edition, not that expensive. I know it's Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> It's like five dollars. <laughs> no, it's not. It's she's come undone, which is right there. And yeah, nice. I, I know your wife better than you do. No, That's weird. It, <laughs> come. <laughs> uh, so she's next. She's in a bar and she's drunk, and she drunk dials him, and she's gonna tell him off. And he's like, "Where are you at?" And she says, "I'm at a bar. Why do you care?" And then he shows up at the fucking bar. This is creepy. Yeah, like he literally stalks her, and then. He, he takes her to like coffee and he says, um, let me tell you, do you like romance, blah, blah, something about romance? And she's like, oh, I believe in romance. He says, oh, yeah, because you're an English lit. This has to end. And he like ends the date right there and he gets up Wait, and walks out. She does or doesn't believe in romance? She does. Okay. But he doesn't. Okay. Because he can't love James. Okay. The only thing he knows is pleasure in his fucking pleasure room. I don't remember what it's called. There's some room, red room. Fucking red sure. rum. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the bondage room. Yeah, yeah, the dungeon. Yeah. So then the rest of the movie is so there's like 20 minutes of sex. Okay. About how she's a virgin and he's going to deflower her. Okay. And he's really gentle and he never sleeps next to the girls, but he slept to her, next to her that night. Okay. Yeah, he's such a gentleman. And then he slowly introduces her to his torture chamber. Okay. And she has to sign a contract about what he's allowed to do and what he's not allowed to do. I'm not joking. This okay. is the fucking movie. All right. And then he keeps on taking her places. And then as their relationship, in air quotes, builds, uh, they have this conversation probably six or seven times. I don't love people. I don't do romance. And then she says, why can't you love me? I don't love. Just let me touch you. Don't touch me. I only touch you because I'm the dominant. Yeah, that's the fucking movie. 
That's disappointing. That's the movie. So disappointing is, means you had expectations. <laughs> yeah, I mean a, to achieve a little bit. Like it, it, well, you it is at least because dealing... it sold a hundred million copies. That there's some expectation that no. there's some redeeming qualities to it. No, I mean I knew that it was. I knew it was that it was a trashy romance novel. But at the same time, it is dealing with like this taboo idea that I think yeah you could with very little effort actually pull something interesting out of like mm-hmm. like you could ask an interesting question about like what does this mean and a person who thinks or feels but, this way how are they really but reacting? there's parts where he'll go in and confide to her when she's asleep and he says i was adapted my mom was a crack whore and oh that's how God. he got these burns on his chest this, this is, is stupid and he gives her gifts all the time and she doesn't want the gifts and then he strings she strings him along like, she won't sign the contract, and it's driving him fucking crazy, guys. He can't even concentrate at work. This is just Twilight, but without vampires. Yeah, it's a Twilight fan fiction thing. God damn it. That's what it started out as. It's horrible. That's so stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. I, I mean, I yeah, I genuinely thought that, like... I thought that because it was really dealing with something, like, far more mature, mm-hmm. that as a result something more mature would come out nope. of it, but it sounds like a teen romance novel. It's exactly what it is. But with whips. And it's horrible is writing. It, so, okay, when they do the bondage scenes, which mm-hmm. I assume there actually is some of, yeah. is, it, is it ever controversial? No. Like, I mean, I've seen like, Basic Instinct where she kills a dude with an ice pick while she's fucking him. Like, is there, so this where he's whipping her with... Well, uh, uh, a whip? I mean, whatever. But I mean, yeah. I mean, like, d- obviously nobody's gonna get killed or like s- necessarily seriously hurt. Yeah. But do they ever question the line? Yeah, because there's a part where it's it's like the breaking point. She says, "He's like, I want to punish you." And she's like, "Does that make you happy? And I'll give you pleasure." So he takes her into like his room and he whips her like six times and it hurts her. And so she's like, "If that's what your idea of pleasure is, then we're done." And that's the end of the fucking movie. Oh, wait, so so it all builds to he gets her into the dungeon, hits her six times, and she says no, and that's the end of the movie? Pretty much. I mean, there's still, like, another ten minutes where she's like, I don't want you to be around me. Then it's not even a movie about bondage. It's no. a movie about, like, there's a guy, and he's in a bondage, mm-hmm. and maybe they... So do they ever have sex? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, because you said there's like 20 minutes of sex. Yeah. So they have like normal sex. Well, they, and no, then they he's ha- like... Well, they have bondage sex too and she enjoys it. But oh, then he so crosses she likes a, it. Yeah, then she, he crosses the line when he whips her with a belt. Oh. It, it, dude, it's stupid. I'm telling you. you don't yeah, try I'd to figure say it. this, but I think this climax needs an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> no, the end of... The, I'm <laughs> Please not, don't say climax. The end of the movie, <laughs> spoilers, anybody who's listening... I don't give a shit. ...is literally... She walks out after he whips her six times with this belt. Okay. And so she leaves the keys to the car that he bought her for graduation her macbook that he bought her and whatever something fucking is it, else is it like a really is it a really violent like no wi- like because they don't they, they like he whips her so it's like y- when you talk to me about what's a violent whip is it's like 12 years a slave right that's what i'm saying like, no it's not that no it, they, they and that's I, not to I, say that like i'm not i'm not trying to like uh, devalue it, you know, right. for, no, 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 for no, the no, pain. No, no. I'm just saying, it's just, it, do, it doesn't carry weight because 
So he does it. Then it's like ten because minutes. Because he of lets her, her. She lets him do it. Yeah. So it, it's not like she didn't know where what it was going to exactly. be. Exactly. Then there's ten minutes of her crying in the bed and him trying to explain her, himself, and he, she's too upset because it hurt her. And but she knew what it was when she was getting into yeah. it. And they've already had like some kind of weird yeah, bondage sex. Yeah. My guess is, I'm guessing that she was hoping that when he was started hitting her, that she would that he would stop. But he didn't stop. So. This sounds like really pedestrian bondage. That's so. That's why yeah. they never got into anything really serious. Exactly. Because no one ever actually has a conversation about how he feels, why he feels that way, like why he's yeah. either either screwed up or not. Yeah. Like whatever they you try feel to about by it, saying he was adopted and his mom was a crack whore. Yeah, but that is so f- like, exactly. That's teenage like someone, trite. Exactly. So I mean, literally, the end is she gives him the stuff back and she gets in the elevator and he's is like runs up to her. And he says, Anastasia. And she says, Christian. Oh, my God. These names are the worst. And that's how it fucking ends. So it's supposed to be some sort of cliffhanger where is she leaving him or not. But because well, there is a sequel. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Fifty or Shades of Grey. Yeah, it's dumb. I, I'm telling you, it's not good. It's not well written. And the funny thing is, I was reading before I went there that the screenwriter said it was the hardest assignment she's ever had. Because the book is so poorly written that she had to hit beats in the story from the book, and it was hard for her to do it. And the actors try their best. I mean, when you get stupid fucking lines in it, I mean, he literally has a line and he says, I'm 50 grades of fucked up, or 50 shades of fucked up. That's a line? Yeah. So it's like a... It's it's like a uh, a trashy romance film that is also like an action movie where they have to say the title of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> and it, the whole time I was, I was thinking of Peter Griffin from the guy's like, oh, he said the line. You know? but, but here's the thing is it's not even like sexy, like at all. Like there's nothing sexy about it. Huh. So it's never, it doesn't ever feel like risque or no. edgy. I don't think so. I get, then again, I'm, I mean, because yeah, like even the scene, like like in, uh, yeah, like the one you were talking about in in Basic Instinct mm-hmm. or um or or Gone Girl last year, where you've got these you've Ex- got these scenes that are Gone Girl edgy and is, rough was way more hardcore than this ever was. You know when she's jamming that champagne bottle up her cooter and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's unsettling. Where to they're me. really dealing with somebody who is mentally disturbed, and yeah. that's more unsettling to me than. Um, and they don't really show him whipper. Like it's so it's suggestive, so you're supposed to feel her pain. So really, the scene so focuses it never even really deals with the no, issue. No, they, they focus on her face, and it's all right. and, and she, mean, yeah. she it's fine because she's not that she's a bad actress. It's she a did, way to do it. Yeah, she did fine. But you sometimes when you don't show it, it's just like whatever, right? Because then they don't also show like maybe like her butt or something has like lashes or something on. You never see that, right? There's, so they're, it, they they're pulling the consequences out of exactly. It. It's it, and it's stupid anyway. So I don't think any amount of bondage or anything they could do could actually save the movie because the characters are so poorly written and not well developed that you just don't care. I mean, I don't care nothing about that guy because he can buy things makes it enticing you know yeah like he's there's no balance to him exactly he has this one thing that defines him and it's his like addiction to bondage yeah and there's really nothing else interesting about him. exactly because he has the bondage thing and he's rich see that's that's fucking stupid stupid. and she's virginal and naive yeah there's your story it's a bodice buster did your wife enjoy it (laughs) no (laughs) it's funny because she said that movie wasn't good but every time i can't even remember the dialogue was so pedestrian i can't even remember what they were saying but i would seriously put my head back because it was so aggravating, and my wife would look over and just laugh at me. <laughs> she's, and halfway through the movie, she's like, I told you to be shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Then why are we here? Why are we here? So wow. yeah, I saw that this week. Uh, let's get to good stuff. Okay. Um, one of the, when I went to Best Buy to get Munich, they actually had to buy two get one free. So I got Blues Brothers and cool. um, something else. But the one movie I really wanted to get because my wife really wanted to see it was Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Um, so I got that one. That movie's good. Cool. Um, Matthew McConaughey is really good in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a scene where he says, all right, all right, I have AIDS. Um, <laughs> he doesn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that at the Oscars he came out and the first thing he said was, all right. Yeah. yeah. All right. The movie's good. Um, did you see it, James? I didn't. I didn't. I, I like to tell myself he won the Oscar for Mud, so. <laughs> it's, he's good at <laughs> it. If I see the movie, I have to admit that it It's interesting existed. because you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I don't care what people think about me. Matthew McConaughey is kind of hunky. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he looks good. He has that cool southern drawl. He seems like a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. And this, he looks really bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he got himself to look like that, but I mean, it's a it's the machinist. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, uh, I'm yeah. sure they had some makeup to embellish it, but when you're used to seeing him in mud, where or Sahara, yeah, or whatever, where he's kind of ripped. Yeah. And this is, dude, it doesn't even look like him. It's wow. it's crazy, and he's really good in it. Um. He's great in mud. I think he's actually better in mud. I do. Well, I haven't seen the movie, but I think but, he's great in mud. But I think it's just because it got more notoriety for the movie. Well, and it's it's like I was saying before they 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 nominate and award the most, not the best. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, it's there's most some... acting, it's most makeup, it's most you know costume design. The, the best part about that movie is is there's really interesting moments because it's it's really early in the AIDS crisis. Yeah. So in the '80s, so they. So Matthew McConaughey's character believes only gay people can get AIDS. Right. And when he's told that he has AIDS, he doesn't believe it at all. And he's pissed off. He's like, I'm not a fucking faggot. And he goes off. And then uh, instead of, you know, being moping, he picks up these two girls and his friend and they're all fucking. But he just can't have sex with them because he knows, you know, that he's going to make them worse. And then the next scene is him at the library and he's actually doing research about how you get AIDS and then he remembers how he got it and it's it's really kind of powerful and because he has this great realization moment and then he changes his character changes from then because he's fired from his job because he has AIDS and all this other stuff and he kind of has a new quest and it's it's really interesting hmm. um, so I I'd definitely say check it out um, cool. I don't even like those kind of movies but I liked it so cool that says something uh, I rewatched the interview uh, hmm. And it's a lot funnier than I remember it. Hmm. Um, did you buy it or did you? Watch I it did. Demand? It was ten dollars on Amazon. Yeah. So, fuck it. Yeah. No, totally. Um, and you know the thing I love about those kind of movies is the special features are usually like two hours, and they always have Minorama where they do a bunch of different takes and things like that. So I really enjoyed that movie again. Um, uh, I watched Shoot 'Em Up. Which, oh, dude, <laughs> dude, it's it's fun. Yeah, but. It, I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. No. Uh, I mean, I never thought I'd see a movie where an umbilical cord is shot. Um, <laughs> and then there's there's literally moments where Clive Owen's running through places shooting people, holding a baby. Yep. And nobody can hit him. And it's funny because he's literally running away from people, and you see, like, three guys behind him shooting at him, and none of them can hit him. He doesn't, like, zigzag or anything. He's nope. just running straight. Um, there is a sex scene where he is also killing people in it. Yep. And still banging. Yep. Yep. Uh, but I mean, there's some funny parts because, uh, the part where he's going to leave the baby at the playground and then Paul Giamatti is going to kill the baby and he realizes he can't get to the baby soon enough. So he shoots the, the 
what the fuck are those the, things called? The merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. He's yeah. shooting it so it spins so he can't hit the baby. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous, but I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I mean... Who made that movie? I don't know. Some crazy dude. Man. But it's it's one of those movies, it's literally like an hour and 20 minutes, and it goes by really fast, and I was entertained the whole time, so <laughs> I, I can't complain. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's a funny part where Pell Giamatti... Uh, hires like 50 guys and they can't kill him. He's like, wait, 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 we didn't get him. He killed all of us. <laughs> he literally kills stacks of them. Uh, it's fun. Whatever. Uh, it's a nice getting away from <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> it's a super serious movie. And the last thing I watched was Doomsday, which is made by the guy who did oh, The Descent shit. and Dog Soldiers, which is a really cool werewolf movie. You're talking about uh, the Ronamitra, like yeah. post-apocalyptic. Yeah, and movie. it's a weird kind of blend of yep. 28 Days Later and Mad Max. Yes, um, I saw it in the theaters. I didn't remember a single fucking thing about it. I saw it in theaters too. Uh, I think it's almost like 10 years old, yep. almost. But I, I was watching. It's like I don't remember this part at all. But it, There's a whole section in a castle. Yeah, like they go they go back in time. Malcolm I mean, they don't really go in back in time, but they it feels like they go back in time. There's some fun mo- fun moments in it. Uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It was it was Runamitra's one shot to yeah. to blow up. No, she's also in Underworld. Something. Underworld three. Yeah, Rise of the Lycans. Yeah, which isn't a bad movie. Uh, but yeah, that's what I watched this week. Lots of shit. Oh, that guy's done some uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, and he did two episodes of Constantine last yeah. year. Yeah, no, he's a he's a pretty prolific like. Uh, genre director yeah that's funny neil jordan right uh yes sorry i just scrolled down too far but yeah neil neil marshall neil marshall neil jordan's a different director um what has he done i don't know why the fuck am i thinking of neil jordan anyways brad what'd you watch not a lot um i uh watched super bad sweet for the first time in a while it's still awesome yep and then if it's on like fx i'll kind of stop and watch a few minutes of it yeah. Just so I can watch it. Because it's great. Um, and then after that, I watched this at the end again. And <laughs> that movie's still hilarious. Awesome. Um, and then... Um, oh, you say that. I totally watched... I watched 30 Minutes or Less for the first time since oh, it's yeah. in theater. It's fucking hilarious. I yeah, how funny I it was. It, oh, man. Yeah, that was good. Anyways, go ahead. And that's it. <laughs> We've been rewatching The Office. After Voyager, I'm just kind of like, what do I want to... <laughs> what's my next project? And I don't, I don't know yet. So Yeah. But those, uh, are all, those are all really good, like, lazy Sunday movies for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, just throw in a good comedy that's always consistently good mm-hmm. and just zone out. It's, it's funny seeing Emma Stone, like... Yeah. Like, she looks really young anyway, but mm-hmm. in that movie, it's just, like, looks like she's 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it, there's the, the convention episode of The Office, mm-hmm. um, where Michael's in his hotel room. He's waiting for people to oh, yeah, come to the party. Uh, one of the guys who walks by is Stevie from... He's bounding down. Is it really? He doesn't have like that lisp and stuff. He's like a totally normal guy. That's, That's like awesome. how amazing that actor is. Yeah. But yeah. Turn the fuck around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I forgot how funny. I, I didn't. I liked 30 minutes or less when I saw it. Yeah. But watching it again, I'm like, there's some really funny moments in this. There's a part where they're watching Friday 13 3 in 3D. And Danny McBride gets up and he's like, I'm going to fuck Jason. Yeah, fuck him. And, <laughs> and Nick Swords on the other side. He's like, yeah, shit, you come all over him. It's so stupid and funny. And, um, oh. But yeah, it's 
Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing I saw was the movie I saw this week. Should I do that now? Because I'm the only one who's going to talk about it. If you want. Yeah, if you want to. Yeah. I sure. saw uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which is... Um, I'm super jelly. The uh, It's a, mockumenta- a vampire mockumentary by... Uh, I don't know if it's... Like, it's got Jermaine Clement in mm-hmm. it, but I don't know if he, like, the other people I produced so. I that think, show. I think they wrote it. Him and the other guy from Fight of the yeah. Concords. Yeah. They're, like, writers from the show. Well, anyway, um, and a bunch of his other friends, I guess. Uh, they're vampires who live in New Zealand, and it's funny, but it's, like, a clever funny, so I wasn't sitting there, like, laughing out mm-hmm. loud, like, say, this is the end or something. Sure. Or mm-hmm. super bad. It was more like, oh, that's smart and funny, like, interesting observation of it was like a it was like a huh huh yeah, yeah. the rest of the crowd was laughing their asses off but like i was like huh <laughs> yeah um because they oh, also good, incorporate good show. they also incorporate werewolves into the movie and like really? there's like weird little gags where like one of the werewolf guys swears a bunch and so they call him like swearwolf <laughs> <laughs> like dude stop swearing so much like That's for funny. some reason the werewolves don't like to use cuss words but like the leader of the pack does and they're like come on man it's not That's cool, um, but it's it's just like this documentary where, um, like there are different vampires throughout different times. Uh, then there's a uh, Pete or Peter who's like the oldest. Nos- he, there's he's a Nosferatu vampire, so he just lives in the basement and super creepy all the time. Um, and then <laughs> that made me laugh. This this like talk about their history and stuff, and then eventually like, um, they invite people over to suck their blood right and uh and show off their powers and whatnot and uh one of the i don't know funny lines is uh they're talking about like how they prefer virgin blood and then it cuts to like one of the vampires who's like actually i don't know why we like the virgin blood i don't know if it's better at all like it just is <laughs> and then jermaine clement's vampire is like it, you know virgin blood is like a really good sandwich that hasn't been fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, so stupid. So, would you recommend us to go see it? I, I, I don't know. If it might be like just as good as like a download or something. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no real great climax to the movie. The rest of the movie is like one of the people they invited over for that scene. Um, he tries to escape. They suck his blood, and he becomes a new vampire. So. Like, all the rest of them, like, the Nosferatu one's, like, a 1,000 years old. Jermaine's, like, 900. Uh, th- it's, like, the other one's six, three, 600 and, like, 300 years old. And then now they get this one who's, like, two days old. And uh, so he's, like, super trendy. Like, he shows them, like, the internet and um, <laughs> cell phone cameras and things. And uh, he can get them into, like, uh, the more popular club scene. <laughs> like, because from Let's Right one in, they... They tackle, like, they have to be invited into the club, mm-hmm. so they're constantly going up to bouncers and just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, uh, you know, what's, <laughs> is it cool in there? Like, they're trying to get the bouncer to, like, invite them in, but the bouncer's obviously not going to, like, invite them in. Right. Um, so, like, then there's this one club where they do know the guy, but the club's basically empty. Um, and then they're, like, they're, the whole thing's working up to the unholy, the unholy masquerade ball. Um, and Jermaine Clements, like, throughout most of the movie, they talk about, like, he lost to this character called the Beast. Like, he had a fight and he lost to the Beast. And it turns out the Beast is just his ex girlfriend. <laughs> and he's, like, super excited that he, he word is that he's going to be, like, the guest of honor to the Masquerade Ball. 
and then he gets the letter and which they're like commenting like ooh they even burned the edges it looks all like ancient and stuff <laughs> um and it turns out the guest of honor is actually beast and uh also the the new guy they had he has like a human friend uh who he doesn't want to bite like he doesn't doesn't want to kill but he uh convinces the other three vampires to like hang out with and not kill him yeah and so when that guy shows up to the masquerade ball like um at first no one notices but then the zombies start like sniffing around like wait this guy's alive <laughs> and so then the vampires pick up on it and they want to kill him and then uh you know our three hero vampires like try to protect him and then he gets into a run-in with the werewolves and the werewolves murder him and then he comes back as a werewolf and anyway <laughs> it, that's basically it, how it ends like there's no and like one of the vampires had this uh crush on this girl but um the vampire some of the vampires have um like slaves um just regular people that they don't kill but out of the promise of immortality like they're gonna bite them someday like they do stuff for him so like one of the uh, vampires has this girl um who's like she signed on ages ago but like 10 years ago gone by and she's age like she wants to be bitten young so she looks beautiful forever <laughs> right but this guy's like stringing her along like making the, her clean up like all the blood in the bathroom and <laughs> um like washing the street um like ironing their scarfy uh because the vampires are so old they like dress really old too right um and then basically she kind of uh she convinces the new vampire to bite her and so he's like that's not cool bro like you that was my my house slave or whatever um i forgot what that was actually that was a lead to so they all have um oh yeah so the one vampire uh, who had this crush on this girl he his slave um he did the same thing to him and so out of revenge that slave uh mailed his coffin like to the wrong address so for like 18 months his coffin like went around the world and during that time like that girl while she was in new zealand like married some other dude and so this whole time he's been like stalking her like waiting for his day to like marry her again he basically marries her like super old <laughs> and then the the thing is like i know some people uh there's a stigma about like you know there's an age difference but i mean like i'm a thousand years old and she's only 80 so <laughs> <laughs> but he looks super young yeah <laughs> Anyway, it's kind of silly funny. And, um, like, have some of the vampires, like, have an argument at one point. And they just, like, they're sitting at the table talking about, like, you don't do the dishes. And, like, they pan over and there's, like, just blood-soaked <laughs> silver <laughs> decanters and things, like, piled up with, like, a little note, like, do the damn dishes. And then, like, they look at each other and, like, like cats hissing each other. They, like, float up into the air and just, like, stare at each other and, like, hiss <laughs> for a little bit and then, like, sink back down. <laughs> Um, and there's great gags of like, uh, like they dress weird because they can't see themselves in the mirror. So they're ah. constantly like drawing pictures of each other and like showing them <laughs> and, like all these <laughs> shitty drawings <laughs> of each other. That's pretty good. <laughs> Trying to pick out outfits before they go to the club. Yeah. That's pretty good. There's one part where like they have a lemon and a, like a little napkin. They're like, uh, in the mirror, it looks like Pac-Man chasing ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so like they're doing like a little puppet show. Yeah, it's anyway. Yeah. But there's no like big story arc or climax. It's just <laughs> I'm just hanging out. Yeah, cool. Sounds good to me. Yeah. And there's like this uh, big fist fight's about to happen between the new vampire and one of the older ones. And just before you think it's like gonna throw in this brawl, they just turn into bats and just like <laughs> you see off the distance like, <laughs> <laughs> and then like they fall back down to earth and like 
turn into people again. Yeah, it's stupid. That's pretty good. Sweet. Anyway, good. yeah. Cool. Cool. James, um, what did you watch? Just a couple of things. I uh since I wasn't here last week, I got a chance. Did either of you see the like fortieth anniversary SNL special? I did. Yeah, that was cool. I, I enjoyed most right. of it. Except for Eddie um, Murphy's like Oh god, that was horrible. All that build up from Chris Rock and then Eddie Murphy comes out like, Hey, I'm here and then Hi, it cuts to commercial. commercial. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that was the thing, was that like it was it was cooking along and I was enjoying what they were doing and then it like halfway through it just went to like like nothing happened anymore. It was all commercials and they stopped being funny. Because I was hoping there would be more, you know, uh, you know, like they brought out the 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 Basimatic again, and like mm-hmm. some of that stuff. Where I, I the, thought they did pretty well, considering like covering forty years. Like oh, they yeah. squeezed a lot of people in. Yeah, I um, still love Jim Carrey's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. That Jeopardy sketch was yes. great. Yeah, then mm-hmm. and that was the thing they they set the bar so high early on um, that I thought they were going to keep doing stuff like that. And there was, were a lot of was, like retrospective montages. I think slowed right. it down. Oh, but at least those were funny. Um, for like for the most part, you know, there was some really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me, it made me really appreciate a lot of the old because I I liked SNL as like like the older stuff. Like you go back, so I went, I ended up going back and and watching the the like best of Gilda Radner one on Amazon mm-hmm. and like some of those early ones I really like. Um, so I I don't know I I enjoyed it. Um, it, it made me wish I liked SNL currently. Um. It's not good right now. My wife, I mean, I watch every week because my wife records it. Yeah. I don't laugh at anything in it. I just don't know that the cast, is there anybody in the cast who's really, like. There's, like, uh, the guy who's married to Kobe Smolders. I can't stand him because he always does, like, Kyrian something. He always does impersonations, and they're horrible. Huh. And I don't think he's funny. I don't know why he's on the show and why people think he's funny. And I don't know why Kobe Smolders is married to him. (laughs) I actually like some of the 80s stuff. I don't care what people say. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's what I grew up with. I mean, you asked me. They had Danny I, Jr. in there. I know. I, I, I mean, I love Farley, Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. all those guys in that area. That's like SNL's least favorite <laughs> moments. But to me, that's what I grew up with. So Kevin Nealon, Adam Sandler, David yeah. Spade, all those guys, I love. Well, I was talking about even Danny Jr. and Godfrey. Like, God, Godfrey wasn't yeah. a part of it. Like, I think the only person repping from, like, the early 80s was Piscopo and Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> he makes fifty million dollars a movie. Yeah, um, I I also got a chance to see Jean Claude Van Damme's Damn Van yes. for the first time, uh, as well as Anya Frank, which Anya Frank really good. You haven't seen that yet? No, I hadn't had a no. chance to see it yet. It, it's really good. That was a really fun, like, clever idea. Um, Thank you for a movie, and then uh, and JCVD is awesome. Like, it's really. Genuinely, I had a, a fantastic time watching that movie. You get it now. Um, what? Um, one of the j- running jokes is like when people ask me about the movie, they're like, "Is JC is John Clive Van Damme in it?" Yeah, and like that's kind of the confusion is like they don't understand that it's like the con- they don't understand the concept. But yeah, like oh, no. Ryan was didn't understand what I was talking about for the longest time until well, he no, saw the movie. No, I knew that I knew what about the JC the John Clive Van Damme thing. But I didn't understand the story you were trying to tell. Because right. you would tell me these moments of it's like, and then I'm making an eagle. I'm like, what the fuck are you making an eagle for? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, so does so it make sense of, now? Oh totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So many of the bits are really good. Um the whole like it's it, it was really it was really smart to to set the precedence of 
of how involved Jean-Claude Van Damme would be in the movie with that first scene where <laughs> he's like in the van with JCVD and and he's supposed to be having like this nice father-son conversation with Jean-Claude and of course he never actually says anything he just like shakes his head no and is like the shittiest dad on the planet because he doesn't even want to talk to his son like it sets a really good precedence that like oh he's not gonna really be here very often <laughs> or be that involved is he um it just it was really good um and there's just a lot of cool a lot of cool gags that could have been in any movie but that fit really well here like the like the the endless ninja the endless <laughs> trunk full of ninjas and um all that stuff it was I like yeah. the baby being kicked out of a window. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Right, and then, <laughs> and then like, the sound and then effect just... you added <laughs> at the end. <laughs> uh, and then that shot of just the kid like walking around, everybody's like, "Oh, you know, it's just man." Yeah, it was really genuinely like I'm not trying to blow smoke. You, that was good. Thank you. It was really good. And you like the whole experience because yeah, the yeah, movie's I mean, only was, thirty minutes, but right. So so uh, at the Alamo because unfortunately Ryan, you didn't get to make it, but they. Um, there was man, what there was like an hour and twenty minutes of stuff before the movie even rolled. Um, that was a whole bunch of shorts, which were all really cool. Um, they he showed uh, what is that episode four or five of of the pod show, um, which I thought played pretty well. Um, which is you know the Tiersten episode. Um, got to see Anya Frank. Uh, the games were good. Um, no one wanted I mean, to play the trivia, which is like. You guys don't want free shit. <laughs> well, no, I, I think most of it was like was just people being like, "Dude, I, I don't actually know that much about Jean Claude Van Damme." <laughs> um, the most disappointing part of the whole experience, honestly, was that the volume on the the thirty minutes before the movie started that the volume was inconsistent in the trailers. So like. You you could hear Bloodsport great, but then it would go oh, to the yeah. quest, and the quest was super quiet. And I was like, God damn it! Like, well, that's supposed to be I, just supposed to be the walk in thing. So, you're, like, it wasn't really something like. No, I know. Yeah. Well, but I was sitting there like intensely watching it because I've listened <laughs> to you talk about all these movies, and so like I've never seen the quest, but watching the trailer for the quest was actually really entertaining to be like, oh shit, and how it makes sense. Because yeah. to hear, sit here and listen to you talk about like, and then Jean-Claude Van Damme is on a boat, and he's got to fight these motherfuckers because like, he's trapped on a boat full of pirates. And I'm like, what the shit is he talking Like, <laughs> why is Jean-Claude Van Damme on a boat? And then you see the trailer and you're like, oh, he's really like just fucking on a boat for no goddamn reason. <laughs> like, okay, fine. Cool. It's hard to set up the event while those trailers are playing because we like get distracted by how right. funny the commercials are and stuff. Right. Oh man! Um, so yeah, that was it like was his cool. Bud Ice thing, <laughs> where he's like, oh yeah, drilling ice with his finger and like yeah. creating this ice bar. He's, he's basically kickboxing a big block of ice yeah. and building an igloo or a bar inside of an igloo out of ice. Um, yeah, it was it was really fun. That was a neat. Did thing. it ever get to the Street Fighter video game footage? Probably not. Not the. Video game footage. <laughs> there was the trailer. Who wants to stay? For Street Fighter, yeah. But who wants yeah. to go with me? <laughs> I put footage of, uh, like, from the like Sega Saturn Street Fighter, the movie game. Yeah. And it's like Guile versus Guile. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. yeah That's cool. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that was fun. Um, and then the only other real thing was that I got a chance. Oh, well, uh, Constantine, before I forget. So, like... I don't remember. This was like two weeks ago. I I did one one afternoon watch the first episode of the Constantine TV show that is on. I said on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's only one episode out right now. 
which is understandable because I I fell asleep about three two two thirds of the way through. Um, it just real flat, like mm. it doesn't. For a show like that, I would really expect for the first episode, like I I, I take Supernatural for example, um, which I unfortunately have not watched as much of as I'd like to. But it was that was a fun show. It's like a you know it's a episodic. Um, you know, I hate to say supernatural show, but it is, right? <laughs> um, and Constantine is like that, right? Where every episode he's going to fight some villain. But they don't really set Constantine up very well. I think on a show like that, especially a a smaller comic book character that not everybody knows, you got to spend some time really telling the story. And because I think the story of Constantine is, like John Constantine, is a pretty cool, yeah. badass story. Like... Give us a little bit of backstory there, and and the whole like, oh well, you know, he's dead. He he died, and then the devil sends him back, and you know, like that that idea for a character is something really neat that you could set up. But I don't think the actor is terribly great. I don't even know that it's his fault. I just think that maybe the character isn't fleshed out very well. Um, and then the the just sort of the way they build the universe of angels and demons around him is not interesting. Like I. I really like the Keanu Reeves movie more than it probably deserves, right? Because there's some silly stuff in there. But at least the way that they that they depict the angels and demons in that universe, I think, is neat. I, the the one that's like the the one that's completely made out of like plague bugs is sort of dumb. Um, but their like their depiction of the devil is one of the most fascinating ones I've I think I've ever seen in a movie. Um, Gabriel, played by Tilda Swinton, is awesome. Like that movie's got some really cool visual stuff in it, and Constantine has like none of that. Mm. Um, I don't remember his name, but the guy who plays um, Michael in Lost, um, remember him? Yeah, he plays an angel in the show, and he just sort of shows up and then disappears. And I think he's got like weird contacts in his eyes or something like that. But it's just not—I don't know—like the presence of supernatural stuff around John Constantine seems really bland. Mm. So I was disappointed. I think that they should, it would be really cool to have the idea of them making a show out of it is a great idea. And I'm still on board. This was not the one. So Mm. it's too bad. The problem with the show is not that he doesn't smoke cigarettes, (laughs) you know, like anyway. Um, So then the very last thing is that I saw a movie today I had never seen before, which was Commando. I'd never seen yeah. Commando before, and I bought it on Blu-ray uh, <laughs> some months ago because um, it was cheap, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got to check that out. Um, that movie's dumb as shit. Hell yeah, it is. It's awesome. <laughs> so if you've not seen Commando, Commando starts off with a montage of um, – this movie is older than Predator, so you have to know that this was in, at, a, at a point right after the Conan movies where – Schwarzenegger's still not great at acting or speaking English yet. And he, it starts off with this montage where he's like running around with Alyssa Milano, who's like 10 or 12. And chopping wood. Yeah, and they're, yeah, yeah. So at first he's, no, so it actually starts with a montage where this guy's going around and just murdering fools. Like, blows a guy up on a boat. And then, yeah, like just keeps killing people. Yeah, it's part of his commando. Do people really have the last name Matrix? (laughs) <laughs> hold on, I'll, hold on, I'll get there, I'll get there. So then it starts with, it's just close-ups of of Schwarzenegger's muscles. 
Like they literally, the first thing you see of Arnold Schwarzenegger is just a close-up inches away of his sweaty muscle, and then a different muscle, and then a different muscle, and then his feet, <laughs> and then some more muscle, and then they pull back and he's like chopping wood, and then he goes inside and gets his daughter, and then there's this montage where like, it's the corniest fucking montage. Yeah. Like he loves his daughter, dude. <laughs> and so like they're going fishing and they get ice cream and she smears ice cream in his face and he throws his head back and laughs like a like the fakest person who's ever existed. It's awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> um and then the bad guys fly a helicopter or mm-hmm. no, then this helicopter flies in with the um, this general who's like, all your friends from back when you were in like the black ops, they're all getting murdered. And that guy flies away, and then immediately bad guys start trying to kill John Matrix, which is his actual name. They were waiting until the helicopter left before they right. attacked. They're like, oh, now that the now that now that Schwarzenegger's been warned, we gotta kill this fool. <laughs> and then like they kidnap his daughter, and he ends up befriending like this woman. For no reason, apparently. And then they there's a huge action scene in a mall. Um, and then in the end, he smears like dirt all over his face and breaks in with a giant machine gun and just k- kills field after field of people. It's basically Rambo meets Taken, and it's awesome. That's right. But stupid as shit. <laughs> And, and does not hold up well. Remember when I said I would kill you last? Yeah, you, you said that. I, I lied. lied. <laughs> My favorite cheesy-ass line in the movie is when the guy's like, there's a green beret coming for you. And he goes, I eat green berets for breakfast. And you're like, what the shit? What? No. Oh, man. It's... Oh, it's so dumb. Please don't wake my friend. He's very tired. Oh, God. <laughs> no, he's dead tired. He oh, dead, literally says oh, he's dead, dead tired. You need to blow off some steam after he blo- after he like impales the guy with a with a big pipe. It's awesome. Um, yeah, that movie is ridiculous as hell. Ah, it's awesome. <laughs> it, yeah. Okay. There's a great story on the Nerdist. There's an interview with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And he says, "Yeah, when we were making the movie, Rambo Two came out, and he killed something like two hundred people." And I said, I have to kill more. So we, we shot the scene with me with the machine gun, just killing lots of people. <laughs> and it goes on forever. Yeah. He did it's it on just, purpose because he wanted yeah. to kill more people than Stallone. He's just running around in like this garden area of a mm-hmm. house, just killing dudes. And more dudes run out. They like, make fun of that in uh, Hot Shots Part 2. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it, is it better than, than when he makes one of Rambo in UHF? Uh, you can say no because it's not. I don't know. I love Hot Shots Part 2. Uh, yeah, but... UHF when he just screams like just the close up of him screaming oh no man (laughs) that movie is awesome Um, so anyway check out Commando yeah dude you know Commando is awesome if it's on Netflix like you should throw it on in the background and at least watch the first 20 minutes because the first 20 minutes are are just gold it's 80s action dude it's awesome I miss movies like that it feels almost tame yeah I'm going to let that breathe for a second because I just said that Commando seems tame. But that he, is true. Remember he yeah, throws, he throws the, the saw blade? That part was cool. That he part was cool. Yeah, he throws the, the saw blade. Um, yeah. And then he chops that dude's arm off. Mm. That was the most gruesome part of the movie. And then for some reason, Alyssa Milano is running through like this endless basement boiler room. Mm-hmm. She just keeps running going, Dad? Yeah. It's yeah, weird. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I love those kind of movies. I miss them. It's so simple. Yeah. Like, it's literally so simple. Yeah. Like, 
you could write you you could write the whole movie in about three sentences. It's so funny. I saw so many movies. Uh, you, you mentioned Taken. I saw when I'm at Tradesmart and they have like two dollar Blu-rays. Yeah, I'm like fuck it, I'll get it. So I got Unknown with Liam Neeson. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's not that bad. All right. If you're like bored one day, yeah, and you're like hmm, I want to find out why this guy can't remember who he is. Yeah. Does he ever find out? He does. Oh, good. Yeah, good for him. That's why they never made a sequel. Yeah. January Jones is in it, and she's great. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no. <laughs> she's not good in it. I didn't it's, believe you. She's only in it for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um. So this is the comic book this week. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. Go pick up Spider-Gwen, number one. Ooh. If you can find it. Is I it don't know. Um, when I went to see Andrew on... Wednesday, he gave me all the variants. <laughs> but, uh, well, I paid for them, but I always go there early so I can get the variants. And uh, he only had like three copies about besides the people that switched over to put them in their hold slots. So hmm. you can go to Tradesmart. They have a lot of the uh, variants that I got. Cool. So it, it just picks up basically where, I don't know if anyone remembers, uh, Gwen Stacy gets bit by the spider instead of Peter. Peter turns into the lizard. And she accidentally kills him. And so it kind of picks up after that story. And the vulture makes an appearance in this one. And it's really well done. It's it's funny. Um, the art's really uh, hyperkinetic, so it has really cool visual style to it. Are the are any of the other villains, like, particularly different? Or does the vulture seem like the uh, vulture? The vulture's the same, but uh, there's a new... They, they have the rhinos in it. Okay. Uh, but he's more of a thug. He's not. He doesn't really look like the rhino. Mm. And then... Frank Castle, who's the Punisher, is like the new police commissioner. Hmm. Um, so it was an interesting That's take interesting. on it. And has uh, any Osborne showed up yet? No, uh, but they mentioned Oscorp in it. So yeah, so it exists. It exists, but I don't know if the Green Goblin's going to show up. Uh, the story's fun. Yeah, um, we'll see where it goes. So you should just definitely pick it up. I'm sure you can. You probably can still find it. Yeah, I know it's. I know it's really heavily ordered because it's so popular. Her appearance in Spider Verse. So mm-hmm. if you can get it. Try it. Because, you know, there's not too many new superhero books that come out so um, with new characters that connect with people. So i definitely pick it up. If you want one that deals with a super heroine in a great way, where she's Which not, you know, she's not worried about a boy. She just wants to fight crime. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. In fact, she killed the boy. Yep. So she has to deal with that guilt. Reverse roles, guys. And, of course, she doesn't go by Spider-Gwen in the... <laughs> the book it's it's spider woman so right um but yeah pick it up cool spider gwen number one this week we saw focus james should people squint and see focus <laughs> <laughs> um huh uh yeah i i had fun i think it's interesting it's not the best con movie um but it it's sort of taking a slightly different approach, I think, to to maybe a con movie. Um, and honestly, at the end of the day, like I like Will Smith. I think he's cool, and I think the the care the actors in this movie are charismatic enough that I was never bored. Um, but it's not the most it's not the most fantastic like cool movie. It's not Ocean's Eleven. Um, but I think it's worth checking out. Maybe a rental at the at the very least. So it's so funny. I was going to say the exact same thing. I. The movie is fun, but it's not as fun as an Ocean's Eleven movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because two, th- I'll save it for later. But the leads are really good. I love Margot Robbie. I think she's really good. Yeah. Um, I think it's. 
I think it's so, sorry. And I don't mean to cut you off, but just to to because I feel like I'm I'm meandering because it's really hard to pin down. I think it's um it's trying to do something new and fresh, and maybe it doesn't succeed, but it's interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Here's a trailer for Focus. That's what you get when you hire a con man. I can convince anyone of anything. You see, there's a science to getting people to trust you. I want in. With your current skill set, you don't. Maybe he could teach me in your room. That is so bad. Is it? Does it feel sexy on your face? A little. It does. Okay, let's go. We're about 30 strong. Everybody gets a percentage. They hit quick and get out. Who's the girl? She's our intern. You're hitting that? I'm right here. No, Farhad, I'm not hitting that. You should hit this. When marimba rhythms start to play. You never drop the con. Dance with me. Never break. Make me sway. Where are the black people? Like a lazy. I got Watch the show. Hold me close. Congratulations, you're a criminal. You might be one of the best I've ever seen. So what about the big con? Thought you're all big time. Taxi driver. You mean the one where we make so much money we all retire? I swear I've got three lives balanced on my head like stick knives. This needs to be discreet, no holes. I can't tell you the truth about my disguise. You seem trustworthy, but you don't know me. If it brings me to my knees. Is he a mark? That's fantastic. He's not a guy you want to cross. I love it. 1.1 million. Nikki, that is my money too. Now you make things interesting. There's no room for heart in this game. It'll get you killed. How's it feel? Wow. There's two kinds of people in this world. Just hammers and nails. You decide which one you want to be. No, it's a, it's a bad religion. In it, Will Smith plays a con man, and Margot Robbie wants to be a con woman. Um, so she kind of meets Will Smith at, you know, the one thing that always bothers me. It's, know, it's really convenient. Yeah, it, it's convenient, but this is a little pet peeve. So you have a, a movie star like Will Smith, and you're telling me they can't get the NFL license for this shit. Like that stuff like that takes Whoa. me out of the movie immediately where it's totally fake football teams. That's true. Like, it takes me out immediately. And it's like, you really can't get the NFL. That was I know weird. it's expensive, but you're fucking Will Smith, dude. Right. Um, but besides that part, uh, Will Smith's good in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I miss Will Smith being like this because I'm not yeah. a fan of Will Smith uh, when he's in big blockbusters because I think his like snarky kind of, oh, I'm funny, you know, ID four men in black are hmm. not my favorite Will Smith performances. Um, but hmm. I like him when he's kind of more of the every kind of person leading man. Okay. Um, but in it, they're, it's basically just their con artists. I like him. I like him when he's charismatic. Yeah. I like him. When I guess he's that's a good way to say it. Like hitches. I, I really like yeah. him hitch. Um, I mean, I, I differ from you there cause I really like ID four. Um, I like men in black. Um, 
but yeah, and I, I know a lot of people. He's just never been my kind of cup of tea. Yeah, but I really like like I like him in Ali. I like him in uh, this movie. When you, when you kind of strip away, I guess his superstar veneer, I really yes. like him. Yes, um, does that that makes sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I think he's a good actor. I he's really somebody. Do. He's somebody who who can come off. Like he's full of himself, which I don't think he is, but yeah. I think his movies can make him come off. Yeah, exactly. That way. I think that's what you're getting at. Exactly what I'm getting at. So, I mean, in the movie, so it's just basically him trying to con everybody. Right. And it, the cons are cool at the beginning, but they also have this really big sense of implausibility to them. Yeah, so it, it starts off, he's, um, he's not running like big cons, he's running like this gang, this like underground gang of like what seems like 30 people, 30 or 40 people who are just. They're basically they're running like a big operation to for small time crime. So like they're going to New Orleans during like a, a big week of celebration. It's not Mardi Gras, but it's something like that because they got parties down there all the time. Um, and strategically working the crowd in a way that they can basically rob everybody and just just stealing yeah. wallets and like stealing and credit see, cards. I thought the part and, where they're going through the crowd was really fun. Yeah, you know, and it, but when they get into the actual game. It's you, you know like the and, like the football game yeah and he's setting up yeah. how they uh, sublimely told him to pick fifty five and stuff I mean it's just yeah like it seemed like a it's a shame because the uh, the director writer directors here are the guys who made um, Crazy Stupid Love mm-hmm. which has a twist in it that is better than any of the twists oh, in yeah, this movie yeah. um, and it's a con movie like the twist should be really well made. Um, but yeah, there's some really, that's what detracts from my enjoyment of the movie. The yeah. most is the implausibility of yeah. some of the things. Yeah, but I mean, the, but you're right. The leads make the movie because, totally. um, like, I mean, I fall in love with Margot Robbie one. She's beautiful, but two, right. she has this great charisma. She's bubbly. Um, yeah. And she has the right counterweight to Will Smith. Yeah. Very Harlequin esque, if you will. Yes. I, I, I can't wait to see her as Harley Quinn. <laughs> uh, yeah, the two of them in Suicide Squad will be awesome together. Yeah, because she's she's good and he's really good with her. They have yeah. great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's yeah. I, there's some fun moments in it. Uh, you know, there's a part where he, she, after three years, they kind of drift apart, and then he meets her again when he's in Buenos Aires trying to uh, scam an F1 racer, and so. The head of the security of the guy they're trying to scam. I'll just call him Xerxes because I don't really know his. I forget his name. And right, <laughs> he plays Xerxes in three hundred. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, his head of security comes in and he's looking for basically Margot Robbie's character. Mm-hmm. And he she goes out like on the balcony, and then he goes out and looks out there and he can't find her. And then Will Smith comes out and he looks across. <laughs> he's like, "How the fuck did you get across over there?" Right. And there's like this pullback shot where yeah. it looks like this impossible jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that's fun. Yeah. Um, uh, but but here's the thing. So what you just sort of skimmed over was is the thing that is the most frustrating and the most experimental part of the movie to me is that yeah, halfway through the movie they skip forward three years. Mm-hmm. The movie's not really about like a big con. It's yeah. really about sort of this love story between yeah. these two characters. Um, which I think is cool. It's very different. Um, but it, it makes the movie kind of feel like it's meandering. Yeah, or unfo- I agree. <laughs> I was about to say unfocused. It, it does, um, though. Yeah. Which is, is it's too bad. It's because, not what... Uh, con movies, we expect them to be very tight. Yeah, because you expect it to keep on building from the Super Bowl build-up, right. but then it just like fades to black, and then you're in this new area, and, you, and you, you're forced to re... Because I thought it was actually really interesting where he's like, we're done, and he gets out and leaves. Yeah. 
you know, I thought that was really cool. Right. I was like, oh, man. And I you know. wanted to explore, like, yeah. why did he do that? What was his motivation But there? they don't tell you. They don't really. Yeah. Um, I mean, they sort of... They sort of hint at it, but they never they never do enough to make you feel yeah. like you understand. Um, yeah, because dude, I would never leave Margot Robbie. Hell, yeah. Like I, I sort of thought they were going to go for something like, well, you know, a this is the thing, and he says later on, like, love in the in the game that they're in, love is deadly, which is why like someday when you have to to pull shoot, what is the trick called? Um, uh, the Toledo. <sighs> something yeah uh anyway when someday when you have to pull the toledo twist thing (laughs) um you you're gonna be in a really tough spot and you're gonna get yourself in trouble you know um you're gonna when you when you have to sell the lie or die with the lie as he says um if you have some other stake in the game that's that makes it really hard and that's clearly what they wanted to say but unfortunately a a third party has to come in and say that line Mm -hmm. and that that it sort of takes the punch out of what was what was sort of supposed to be a cool romantic com com con, yeah. con movie, um, which is why it's a it feels like a different take. Yeah, because even Ocean's Eleven, where there is this romance in it, it's not it's not a romance about con movies. It's a con movie with a romance in it. Yeah. Whereas this is trying to be a romantic movie about con artists who mm-hmm. fall in love. Um, and that part is really fascinating, but it doesn't. It just doesn't quite ever hit the mark. Yeah. Um, and then there's too many twists at the end. I think it just. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, it loses some of the weight where Will Smith's character is trying. Nikki's trying to save her. Mm. You know what I mean? And then it's oh, she was trying to steal a watch. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the, I don't think the twist there is that bad. Like when they're revealing, like, oh no, that was a. He, no, no, he, no. The the her not actually being his girlfriend twist is cool. It's her motivation that's yeah. Not, you know? That's what I mean. It's if she had also been there to steal that stuff and was just playing him and they built the movie to match that, that could have been a really cool twist. Yeah. Um but it just never I don't know, they bounce around a bit too much. Yeah. Um and part of it is that they for me, the stakes aren't quite high enough. I mean, yep. at the end, like, he might be going to die. But, for example, the... But see, to me, I thought if they actually let him die, it would have been way more interesting. Yeah. Especially but, if they'd built it, if yeah. they'd built that twist cooler. Yeah, absolutely. Because, um, unfortunately, it's a really obvious Chekhov's gun, because, mm-hmm. they st- like, the first conversation in the movie is about, hey, there's this thing called the Toledo Dance, or whatever it is, that where you have to kill your partner or you have to shoot your partner to to try and get out of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know early on, like immediately, the red flag goes up and you go, I know how the movie ends. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, but the problem for me is that, so the the scene with B.D. Wong, um, where they're betting on the, mm-hmm. on the, on the sports, on the football game, the unbranded football game, <laughs> is the coolest part of the movie. Yeah. Like that whole sequence... The, oh yeah, the, the way he plays with the focus in that yeah, scene. Yeah, because too, you're like, because you, you're like, what the fuck is Will Smith doing? You know, right. it's you, you feel like you're you're finding the vulnerability in that character where mm-hmm. you're like, oh shit, he's got this like gambling addiction, um, and they built that really well. So that scene's going on, and you're like, oh shit, and the way it builds up, you're like, oh man, this is this is really awesome. Like he's just fucking everything up. Like they're gonna have to fix this. How are they gonna fix it? And then because of the way that scene ends that character ends up feeling very Teflon 
You know, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. You you know, where it probably would have been more interesting if they had, if he really had failed somehow there, and that that's where the three years came from. Yeah, that's why they split up, and and that he he sort of sabotages himself in a way that you know they have to end it for a while. Um, and then you get the two of them back together. Either either she chases him or he chases her or something that three years later one of them has conned the other into doing what they yeah. needed to do for them to fall back in love again. Like, that's a cool movie. And I, I think agree. it's what they're trying to do. They just never quite nail it. It's um, that, too, it's, it could be, I don't know, the Will Smith thing where he has say in stuff. and um, It could be. And, but, you know. Whatever. But I, I think it's... I don't. I wouldn't want to blame it on that because I think that there's the script as a whole just never quite pulls everything together in the way that I expect the comedy. Yeah, because too, to. I don't really believe that he liked her that much. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like their chemistry in that first half is is pretty good. Yeah, but um, and there's some fun little lines of dialogue that make you feel like. But but it is. It's so convenient the way that they met. They that they meet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could totally see it being just a just a short time thing. Um so yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um And then the dude, the plunger's stupid. Yeah. That plunger is so dumb. Like and when they're getting out of the taxi and he's still got it hanging off of him, yeah. you're just like, What the fuck? That too and he's she says, Oh, we'll be okay. He just they just got twenty seven million euros stolen from him and she Got a two hundred thousand dollar watch. Man, I don't think that's really comparable. But anyway. yeah, yeah. Um, the twist with the dad, I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't need it to be that. Yeah, me too. You know, like I the twist with that guy being in on it, cool. But who he is is sort of like, well, all right, come on now. I didn't. We we didn't have to go that far. So agreed. I still think it's like my my folks texted me today and I told them like yeah I think it's it's worth renting, it's worth checking out. I think it's worth um, renting too. Yeah, if only because they're just so charismatic and fun to watch that, you know. It's interesting. Yep. What's next week? Mm, it's actually I think kind of a interesting movie. I don't know why I can't remember. Uh, it's not Fast and Furious, is it? No, I think that's beginning of April or the end of March. One of the two. Okay. Hold on. Hold. Oh, oh, it's Chappie. Oh, that's right, Chappie. Hell yeah. Um, which that's the thing we didn't talk about is that Neil Blomkamp uh, is apparently making an alien movie. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Oh, did we? Oh, okay. I thought that. Well, I guess there were there was a lot more detail and articles about it this week, but um, he also apologized for fucking up Elysium. <laughs> which that's interesting because I don't like. I like Elysium. But I understand what he's saying. Yeah. It, well, um, he didn't. He says he messed up the story. Obviously, yeah. his attention was on how cool it looked. Yeah. Rather than his the story is pretty like yeah straightforward pedestrian exactly good versus evil type thing. Right. Which I'm I'm fine with, um, because I think he ended up making a cool action movie. But like his criticisms of the movie were more extreme than what I would be of that movie. But I under like to listen to him say it. I was like, okay, I can see that. I understand the argument. You know, it's interesting. You don't hear that from a director very often. You know, but he's a he's a cool different director. So anyway, Chappie, very Chappie. excited. 
I am Chappie. Until then. Bye. Short circuit goes. Damn it. <laughs> Short circuit goes. Goes hardcore. Goes new millennium. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Johnny Five. Live That'd long be and sweet prosper. if he killed Johnny Five in it. <laughs> oh, dude. Wouldn't you Johnny like? Five. <laughs> not alive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have Steve Gutenberg crying or something. Oh, I am standing here beside myself. That movie is super racist. It is. Oh, man. That guy's not even Indian. He's no. uh, Fisher Stevens. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the, like, the other guy in Super Mario Brothers. Like <laughs> <Yep>. the, uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is in Super Mario. Yep. Oh, really? That's right. He's one of the henchmen. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the henchmen. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? <laughs> <laughs> See, back then, people didn't care. <laughs> uh, they should have. Is that, like... Curry face? <laughs> oh, black shit. face? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Awesome. Oh, Sorry, yeah. I just watched the Diwali episode of The Office. So. <laughs> Diwali. Oh, man. You make me want to watch The Office. Yeah. Cool. That's all right. Next week. See you then. Live long and prosper. Hear you then. Ooh. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production. All right. Ryan, where are you at? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 we're the monkeys. People say we monkey around. Hey, do you think you can open this episode with a ballad of Bilbo Baggins? <laughs> oh, we can totally do that. <laughs> can you even find that? Is that even available? Just rip oh, it off of yeah. YouTube. You just rip it off YouTube, yeah. Okay. Man. No, make a note of it. Make sure you put it in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we can play 30 seconds of it without getting in trouble. Why? Did something happen this week? Oh. Yep. Nanu Nanu. Oh, that's another alien. Oh, Who's also dead. <laughs> Don't kill yourself. <laughs>